secret mission? What plans? What are you talking about? I'm not getting in bed. I'm going to regret this. Where the hell did you do that? Because you told me to. Wake up. Time to die. Dead or alive, you are coming with me. <laughs> Humor. I love it. <sighs> What are you doing, Paul? <laughs> Happy birthday, Polly. <laughs> Happy birthday, Polly. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Fast Day with Film. What's going on, everyone? <laughs> it cuts me deep, man, that I don't get to hear that anymore. No, but it's not like I can't, because I'm, I'm going to have my own version yeah. of uh, Rocky IV always, like banked away i saw one <laughs> used the other day and i was like should i buy it i was like nah i'll hold off for now yeah we'll see how this new uh set comes so, <laughs> <laughs> so hello everybody hopefully everyone had an enjoyable uh anniversary pod with us that was to fun, some dude. fucking uh, trivia and everything yeah it was great man yeah the shark's been riding with me all yeah, week. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh i will definitely have another trivia game probably on our halloween episode i'll come up with some uh, some cool game and another cool prize and uh we'll do it between you and dave that'll be our next time together again between now and then we're going to be doing some uh, some solo pods uh how was your week dude i had a good week yeah um always good yeah like <laughs> when you I, could proclaim that yeah right i um, stayed off the news it yeah. was a great week <laughs> <laughs> i did not get arrested um no i had a good week man um i only had to work like uh monday to wednesday but then thursday i had to drive to jacksonville to do something for my captain's license um how's that going your next stage or yeah but unfortunately like it, it's all good which is great but um now it's that like hurry up and wait period which mm-hmm. As many times as I've had to do that in my life. You're not you a good waiter. I'm not, man. I'm just not, you know. Um, so they're basically it's going to take. So what it is, it's a, it's a Twix card. And that basically is like, you know, when you go to the airport and they're like TSA pre-check members can yeah, yeah, go yeah, in this yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically the same thing, but it's for ports, huh, you know. Interesting. Um, so like once I get this, I'll have access to like every port in the country. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <What happened? laughs> TSA, I'm just kidding. It was a joke. Um, so I have to do that. And like normally it's supposed to take like two weeks. And they're like, well, due to COVID, it's more than likely going to uh. be like a month. And then, you know, with my... But you can still go out there. With, oh, I can yeah. still go fishing it's and everything. It's just not every I, port. Like, I couldn't take you for money with just you and I on the okay, boat because I don't be have my physical captain's you license You have to have yet. it, the captain, actually. And, well, you have to have it to be able to apply for your captain's license. Gotcha. So they said that that's going to take, like, a month. And then, like, once I can submit my application, that's going to take, like, two months. Mm-hmm. So where I was hoping to have, like, everything done by next month, now it's going to be, like, January. Damn. And it's like, fuck you, COVID, you know? By next summer, you'll be Quint. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yep, not much going on here. Uh, shout out to my niece, man. I don't know if I told you my, uh, it's not my niece, it's my niece's kid. Uh-huh. Uh, broke her elbow. Oh, no. At, she was like, she's like six years old and has autism, and she's like at the playground and fell off one of the jungle gyms or something. Oh, and, man. And it had to be like rushed through ambulance to like two towns over, and they had to go surgery and put pins in her elbow oh, and everything. Wow. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's yeah. horrible, man. Dude, I couldn't that... imagine. I couldn't imagine that at 45, yeah. <laughs> let yeah. alone at six, six and not really knowing what exactly is going on here. Uh, that just gave me a total flashback. I think I was in like third or fourth grade, yeah. and... 
we were at after school and we were playing on the monkey bars and the monkey bars had these like old tires surrounding it mm-hmm. and people used to jump from the tires onto the oh, side yeah, yeah. of the monkey bars oh, yeah. and swing and this kid jumped and like missed and he hit it with his uh, outside of his uh-huh. forearm uh. and and broke the bone and uh, it punctured oh, through. God. Like, you oh, you watched it happen? Oh, dude, right in front, from uh, me to you. That's like, crazy. Oh, like, I can replay it even though I don't want to I in had my this, head right I now. I had that similar thing at uh, high school. There was a kid who was going up for a layup in basketball and he just came down and his leg popped right up. Uh, and it was the screams. I had to leave the gymnasium yeah. because it was this. I didn't actually see it happen. People, uh, my friend had the balls to go over there and he's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, the bone's sticking right out. Now, and I was like, the screams were enough for me. I said, like, yeah. I gotta walk outside. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you could tell that he was in the most pain he's ever yeah. been in his life. Uh, I've never broken a bone, so I haven't either. Yeah, let's find knock, something knock here. on something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I never have. My brother Dave, on the other hand, Dave's broken like everything at, at one point and everything. I'm so lucky. My well, girl had some bad breaks too. If I were a robot, no oh, shit, we wouldn't have to worry about to ma- that. Yeah, they'd be able to make replacement parts. <laughs> <laughs> That's the future, man. I'm telling you, I'm very interested in what's going to be the future before we start talking about these robot movies, and we'll probably be talking about it throughout. the The fact that a lot of this stuff is going to be closer and closer and closer uh there was a uh episode i was listening to of uh rogan's uh rogan's pod they were talking about ai and the advancements in ai and the stuff that elon musk is doing right yeah, now with, with the that pig chip and, and the chip that goes in your head that's yeah. supposed to like that he's going to use it so you could it will like repair, fix your eyesight it'll, it'll fix someone being paralyzed because it's just a part in the brain and it will repair that part in the brain i won't then he's even saying that it will get to the point where you won't have to even speak to somebody yep. it will be like some crazy thing so elon Elon is like on this shit and it's scary. I want one. And uh, they've been comparing it to the stuff. The the uh, I've, I've seen pictures of them. They look they look kind of creepy to me. Those real sex dolls. The, oh, look yeah, like, I've seen those. They yeah. look like people yeah. like, for a second. And then yeah. you look at them like, no, that's not a person. Because yeah. it looks like someone has just done an Instagram like sheen yeah. over their face. And I was like, oh, they're just putting a filter on. That's yeah. a real person. I said, no, that's no. a sex doll. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, that's the future, man. It will be like, uh, well, I don't have it on here, but like uh, the Blade Runner 2049. Uh, yeah. When, when she... She was like a hologram, but remember, she could like download her body into that prostitute, yeah. and it was like her, and it was like weird. What was that movie with uh, Joaquin Phoenix where he like falls? Her, in- her. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's be- like that. If yeah. they could download that into like a uh, a mechanical body, it's freaky though. Dude. It's freaky. It's very freaky. Now, see, I wouldn't mind having the chip because like they go on and tell you about yeah. how you could like basically download karate like you're in the Matrix it, yeah, and stuff oh, like that. God, like, man. dude, I'm all about that. Well, yeah, but the putting chip- it into another machine, yeah, like that kind of freaks. Well, me they'll out. be doing it with like servants first. You know, it'll be like what Roomba is, but yeah. at a larger scale. Yeah. But I, if they're going to make them look like people, it's just going to be creepy, man. But start looking like Rosie first. Let's go to Rosie, <laughs> and then we'll move to people because it kind of freaks me out. <laughs> but we have like 10 movies. We're going to be talking about some uh, some cyborgs, robots, all these movies I love. These are some of my favorite movies right here. I'm, if I had to like really break it down, probably sci-fi is my favorite genre mm. of, of any genre just because... You can do if it's anything. done, if it's done well, I, I love it. I'll just love yeah. it, and I'll watch it over and over again. And I'm fascinated with it. I, I love the world creating because most times, that it's it. I mean, science fiction. I mean, it's not happened yet, and there's been so many times where people have like really kind of uh, predicted shit that eventually will oh, happen. Yeah. So I, I have a feeling a, a lot of that. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of space force. A lot of that, like James Cameron shit, man, is it will eventually come true. Yeah. So I'm I'm very interested. I think we should start with one of the big dogs here man and probably 
one of the best sequels of all time. My trivia winner. Uh, is this your <laughs> trivia winner? Yeah. That's true, right? <laughs> and that's 1991's Terminator 2. Come with me if you want to live. Man, it was such... I, I love the first Terminator. Oh, yeah. Watched it a lot. But this was infinitely better. Oh, dude. It really was. And people like to have that argument, what's the best sequel? A lot of people say uh, Godfather 2, which is it's definitely... Uh, it's up there when you make that argument. But Terminator 2, man, it's right up it's there. It's one of my top three of all yeah. time, no question. Yeah. Like um, Road Warrior is the other one that I think of that is infinitely better than the first one. Yeah. My God, it's so much better. Yeah. That might be the best sequel in my mind is mm-hmm. Road Warrior just because how much better it is than the first one. Uh, you don't even need the first one. Terminator yeah. 2, it, it's good to have the first one on there because you uh, the best thing about Terminator 2 is he's a good guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I love her face. Like, Linda Hamilton's face when she first sees... At the sees asylum? Him, yeah, at the asylum, when oh. she first sees him with the sun. Yeah. And it's, like, freaking out. And the slow and motion and, and, and everything. There wasn't... Uh, they really should have dealt with it better. They, the kid should have been like, no, he's good now. Yeah. He's with us. Yeah. But no, they had to be cryptic about it. No, <laughs> and I love um, how they how they start with her um, doing the interview, and she's just like, you know, you're already dead, yeah. and da-da-da-da. But when they... When the Orderlies, because you know, okay, so um, Sarah Connor is escaping from the uh, yeah, the, uh, yeah. the hospital yeah. or whatever, and at the same time, the T one thousand is playing the twins, yep. you know, and does the finger oh, yeah, thing. Yeah, to, yeah, dude, yeah. that's such a great like little oh god. The T one thousand was the best thing. Have of you the, seen uh, this boy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Robert Patrick was so good in this movie, man. Yeah. He, he really embodied that character. I loved it a lot. But probably. Uh, just going back to Linda Hamilton, uh, it's probably one of the best character arcs oh, ever yeah, done dude. from like a, an original to a sequel. From where she leaves off in the Jeep in my one. My God, yeah. Because yeah. you go back and you watch that first one, and she's kind of a helpless little girl that needs yeah. to be like uh, held around by Michael Behan and what should I do next and yeah. this and that. And she basically just escaped by the uh, skin of her teeth at the end yeah. uh, when the Terminator like uh, was all like silver and robotic for Yeah, well, and I love how during you know the process of this movie, mm-hmm. like they... Um, they talk about like yeah. uh, how she went and like all of her ex-boyfriends were like survivalists yeah, yeah. and marines yeah, and, and that, stuff like that. And that like, we were just talking about bad exposition before this, and that's good exposition. Oh, that, you yeah, know, the, dude. The, the kid just telling about the guys that her mom yeah. dated and everything, and then we get to see her doing pull-ups in the thing, and you're yeah. like, whoa, limp. Because we watched Linda Hamilton up to a certain point, she was this like pretty demure girl yeah and then in this movie you're like oh shit she could kick all our asses absolutely yeah (laughs) but in in that scene where she's escaping one of my favorite parts and it's funny too is when um john connor and the uh terminator you know show up to save her Mm -hmm. and the orderlies are holding her down and they're just about to give her that shot and the doctor looks over and robert patrick goes through the bars yeah and he's got the plastic tip from the needle Mm -hmm. in his mouth yeah and he he just stops and it just falls out of his mouth because he can't believe what he's seeing and just that moment is like see i fucking told you so (laughs) (laughs) everything she told me is true yeah you You know know, i love that character actor too every time i see him i think of him in that role well and and later on in the series there's a point where i think it might even be claire danes it's the one which wasn't yeah which wasn't all that good but he comes in to talk to her and he's like oh no i've i've seen things and you can see this flashback on his face going back to that scene Mm -hmm. and like oh so i love it I, i love and a lot of these movies on here have several uh like uh, sequels and remakes and everything. Really, everything but uh, number five, six, 
and nine have had sequels on this. There's only three of these ten that have not had sequels because when, when sci-fi's done well, I mean, you can expand that universe, and that's probably what interests me the most for somebody that likes world creation and world building and everything is when you watch something, you were like, all right, what are you going to show me next? Like with Terminator, when you saw that first one, you were like, all right, why are we not seeing more of the apocalyptic thing that yeah. brought her here yeah. and everything? And that was what was good about this. Uh, there's... Every time I talk Terminator 2, it makes me want to go watch it. Yeah. Because there's so many great stuff. Like, that, that scene in the Insane Asylum when they're escaping is probably one of the best action sequences oh, yeah. ever. But I always look forward to when they show up to uh, Miles Dyson's Miles house, Dyson's house yeah. man. Oh. oh, my God. And when, when he has to take his arm off to yeah. show him, this is what... No, you don't understand. The world's going to end, yeah. and you're the it's reason it's going to end. Fault. It's yeah. your fucking fault. It's your fucking fault. And it, it's hard to swallow. It's like one of those pills that's hard to swallow. But yeah. when you have somebody that's ripping their arm off... The expression on his family's face when he's ripping his arm his off. Wife his, his wife screaming and stuff like that. His wife on the ground yeah. and the, uh, uh, the kid there. And it's it's such a great thing. I love him. Uh, Joe Morton, I think, is his name, uh, mm-hmm. that, that actor. He's so good. I love him with the bomb later on when he's breathing real heavy. Oh, my gosh. I don't know I don't how know, long much longer I can oh, hold this. God, <laughs> oh, God, it's so good. That scene, too, is yeah. incredible. When yeah. they go to Sky... Uh, is it Skynet? Is Skynet, that, yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, when they go there and, you know, like... The, the gas or, or when Arnold has the Gatling gun yeah. and it's a whole freaking like LAPD which not to be fucked with you yeah, know yeah. and he just uses that minigun and just oh. chops down everything An action fan, but he doesn't what you but want. he doesn't kill a single yep, yep. person you know and, and like, he for a long total not to do uh, it man exactly dude stand <laughs> on one foot hop up and down you know like oh god dude such a great Eddie great Furlong movie. was great in that uh, movie too you know I mean that movie that made his career really it also that, kind that of is, ruined his life yeah it I probably think. did it, I think he, it he pushed some, him over uh, the edge uh, I mean there's, there's Pet several Cemetery Pet Cemetery 2 and Pecker I loved him in all three of those but yeah. really I mean he he kind of was like uh, Hendrix for a while he like he flew really big for a while there and then he just crashed yeah. and uh, burned and well, you haven't seen anything and from. with the with the latest one you know um, I still have not seen it oh really you, you liked it or you didn't I, it was good yeah. it wasn't like holy shit bucks, you know but it was good yeah. um, little spoiler alert here um, it's very very quick but he's in it but the thing is yeah. how is do you look the thing <laughs> is is that they did with him what Marvel did with all their characters to make them look young again. Oh, he de-aged him? So it's not even him. It's all CGI. Oh, it's all CGI? It, I mean, was I, he in there to play it in green I don't. I really don't huh. think he was. It's look. like they went and they took the images from Terminator 2 yeah, yeah. and like put him oh, into this a back, movie. Oh, it was a, uh, a flashback or something? Or was it actually a... Well, well, the way the time travel works, it's probably all crazy. So too. the basis of the newest Terminator yeah. is that... Sarah and John went on the lamb yeah. and they were running for life. It was supposed to be after two. It was like a direct one right after yeah, two. Yeah, it was yeah. supposed to just take place right after so two. So you weren't you weren't supposed to think three or salvation. Or Genesis or, or Salvation. Genesis. I love Genesis. Genesis. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, I, Except for the, the 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 stupid fake Arnold, like the uh, the yeah, CG Arnold. Yeah. Um, it wasn't that good, but well they do that in in the newest yeah. one too. So basically they've been on the run forever, you yeah. know, and the one time, you know, it's like you always hear, like, the one time I let my guard down. Yeah. They're in some, like, tropical paradise. They're at a bar. Mm. John Connor turns around, and it's him as a little kid, and CGI Arnold okay. straight fucking nails him huh. with a sawed-off shotgun and kills him. Interesting. And so that's how the premises, uh, you yeah. know, premise goes. And then 
it goes into some other things. And I thought it was good. I yeah. didn't think it was great. Yeah. But, um, I, yeah, dude. I, if you look at the special effects between Terminator 1 and Terminator 2, it's, like, amazing. Like, if you look at the, there's that great scene in the first Terminator where he's looking in the mirror and he's got to fix his arm. Yeah. Remember he's got to fix his arm and he's got to pull, pull his, his eye, eye out. out. Oh, my And gosh. do all that. And it looked... It, it, it looked like what CG was at that point. Yeah. I mean, at that point, it was still good, but not as good as what in number two, because number two, they used the special effects that they learned how to do in the Abyss. The right. Abyss came out and they just touched on it. Yeah. You know, that liquid metal yeah. melting kind of forming and other things. And then uh, Cameron took it to a whole nother level. It's it's like, and then everyone was using it here and there after that. It was like when the Matrix used the uh, the wire work yeah. and everyone's like, well, we have to use this. And the, uh, the Chinese and Japanese audience, uh, audience We've, like, been, we've been using this shit for 30 years. years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> said, you know? so, all right. <laughs> um, one thing I will say before we move on, too, is the newest um, Terminator. I really... So, you know, as the as 3 and Genesis and all that went mm-hmm. on, they tried to do different concepts to make, uh, you know, the Terminator more, like, advanced and everything. Um, and by this most recent Terminator, mm-hmm. the T-1000 effect, you were kind of like, eh, okay, like, I get it, it's cool, but yeah. what else are you going to do? Really? You don't want and the problem I have with that effect is if it's totally done really well, then there's no defense on it. You know, right? You yeah, you want to be able to have some flaws. So in this one, like they have the the poly alloy that goes, you know, that the Terminator is made out of, but underneath the poly alloy, there's another Terminator, mm-hmm. oh, so it can split and be two complete oh, Terminators. That's cool. Dude, so that'll it, get me to watch it, dude. It's yeah, just that effect. Yeah. I mean, because when I saw it happen, because I, I was like. Ah, I was hoping for something, but be- oh shit! I think that's it's available cool, on you know? HBO. I think it's available. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, uh, I like the girl from it, which is weird. We were just talking about it. the the girl who played the prostitute in Blade Runner twenty forty nine mm-hmm. is the Terminator. Oh, I didn't realize the, that. Uh, the girl, that main girl uh-huh. in uh, the new Terminator. How was uh, Linda Hamilton? She was good. Yeah. Um, she, you know, was she in it a lot? Oh yeah, yeah. She yeah she's in. Movie? She's in probably three quarters. Oh, of okay, the movie. okay. Good. Um, you know, and I mean. I haven't seen her for I haven't seen her since, since Terminator Dante's 2. Peak, maybe. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, the thing was, was like, I hate to say this because I love her character so much in this, but she was almost overacting a little yeah. bit, you know, like trying to be that like hardened, yeah. saddened, you know, like, she did a great job, but I yeah. just felt like there were some times that she was just kind of like... Come on, you're Linda. like, yeah, we get it. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But but she's a fucking badass. Yeah, 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 yeah. She is a fucking. I badass. mean, we didn't doubt it. Number two, because we actually saw her going through it, right? And, and yeah. just like how like uh, angry she was at her doctor and everything yeah. was great in that yeah. too. So yeah, Terminator Two. All right, we can talk about that for a whole hour. Yeah. So get of that. <laughs> the same with this next one. It's one of my absolute favorite movies of all time. I fucking love it, and it's uh, I'll, I'll watch it all week long if I could. 1987's RoboCop. Drop it, God, <laughs> man. Come with me if you want to live. Yeah, Wait, well, that's, that's, the other Terminator. One. that's Terminator. No, Sorry. yeah. Like, RoboCop's, uh, what is it? Uh, um, Dead or Alive. You're coming yeah, with oh, me. yeah, that's, absolutely, that's the, that's dude. The line, man. Well, I even remember the video game. From oh, RoboCop, I love it. I have dude. it there. Oh, do you? Yeah, shit, yeah <laughs> man. Awesome. I, I loved it when it was at the arcade. It, yeah. It's a lot better at the arcade than it was on the NES yeah, system. Yeah, I agree. But, man, it was great when you could, because what, you got to a point in the game where you could use your gun, he would take it out. Yeah, take it out of the leg. Oh, so cool. Yeah. Uh, but that first one, I remember my my neighbor Matt Ferrara had it, and uh, we weren't allowed to watch like R-rated movies or something. So he snuck it over to us, and yeah. it had uh, Lethal Weapon, RoboCop, and there was one more movie on it. And I always forget which which movie it was. But uh, I remember we we kept it secret until until my, I think my dad wanted to see it or something like that. And we we're yeah. like, oh, we got it here. Yeah, <laughs> I got it around here somewhere. Yeah, yeah, 
Can't it, remember God, where. It was a big thing because there was probably more F-words in that movie than, oh, yeah. than any movie we had ever seen up Clarence to that point. Clarence man. I mean, just everything. You were And the blood and the violence. Paul Verhoeven was no joke, man. If you watch this and you watch Starship Troopers or Total Recall, yeah. those he puts more squibs on people than anyone <laughs> yeah. should put squibs on. Yeah. There's, there's no way that... Uh, the special effects artists aren't like, you sure about this, man? You sure you want to put this? Because you look at that uh, the guy at the boardroom. Uh, now oh, this yeah. is Have you seen the, uh, and I, mean, I probably talked about the this before. The director's cut or There's whatever. There's a director's cut, which has an extra like three or four minutes in it. And it doesn't seem like a lot, but it's the violence. Yeah. And, and it's like, sometimes it's like only 20 seconds or 10 seconds of, uh, or even six seconds of violence that they added. But when you're watching, you're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the most... Uh, the iconic scenes that you really get to see that well there's two of them there's the boardroom scene and then there's the one where uh where peter weller gets killed yeah and which is brutal as hell I, that might have been the most brutal thing i had seen on film up oh, to that yeah, point dude, dude, and dude, it was dude, the dude, most dude, vicious dude, thing i had ever seen oh gosh uh, like they did not care about him at all no they, they were, were having, having fun. they were having a hell of a lot of fun with it yeah I'm, I'm assuming everyone knows about robocop and everything so we're not we're gonna go into was what the, the story was the about, extended but. uh clip you're talking about just the clip from the office was that in terror in the aisles no, Terror in the Isles only went up to like 1984. Maybe or I saw it on YouTube or something because yeah. I've seen it, yeah. you know. But I, I don't, I don't own like the director's cut mm-hmm. or anything like that. Speaking of Terror in the Isles, they have uh, the special Blu-ray disc comes out. I've already pre-ordered it. it comes oh, out nice. October 15th because before that it was just like a special feature on Halloween 2 Blu-ray. Uh-huh. You could watch Terror in the Isles. If you're not familiar with Terror in the Isles, it's like a compilation compilation movie of some of the best horror scenes ever put on film from like the early 40s all the way up until like 90. 1984, 1985. I mm-hmm. think Friday 13th Part 3 they show parts on, so it kind of dies off there, but it's incredible. And the, the special edition Blu-ray has a it says there's a TV cut on there with all new clips. Oh, wow. Like a whole new TV cut that they put on with clips that you had never seen before. That's I'm like, awesome. oh, I'm buying this shit. Yeah. So I pre-ordered it. My uh, cousins pre-ordered it. Uh, but yeah, I would have loved to have had Robocop on that uh, on that list on there. Yeah. Uh, but I, I love it. I love Verhoeven's way of doing it. And you saw a lot of it. Uh, you saw a little bit of it in Total Recall. But if you really want to see the, how he uh, did those... Uh, you know, those intercut commercials and stuff like that. Yeah. Starship Troopers is a oh, good example dude, that's of that. great. Yeah. If you watch Robocop and then you watch Starship Troopers, there's no way you can't tell that this is the same director here. Yeah. Uh, and he's done other stuff that's not on that like level of sci-fi. Like he did Basic Instinct and uh, um, then what was another one that he did that wasn't sci-fi? I don't know. I can't think of it. He didn't, I haven't seen Paul Verhoeven do anything for a while and he was huge for a while there. Uh, but I love that stuff where they're doing the fake commercial for like Nukem, the game, yeah. the family game about the apocalypse. Yeah. And then they have like they they end up getting like Mary Hart from like Entertainment Tonight to play the reporter and everything. Oh wow! And like tonight in Detroit, the police are picketing and everything, and then they go to a fake commercial. Yeah. And every once in a while, they'll go to a fake commercial. I'll tell you one quote that I say all the time, and nobody ever gets it. Is um, it, there's that scummy game show host, and he's like, I'd oh, yeah. buy that for oh, a shit, dollar. Yeah, man. I say that all the time, and I have yet, except for maybe like you. I don't. No offense, Dave. I don't even know that Dave gets it. When oh, I've Dave, said no, it. Dave gets it. Yeah, okay. He, he definitely you know. does. He might not react to it. Yeah, but that was um, one. One of our favorite things growing up. I'd too. buy that for a dollar. Yeah, we, I say everyone that. in the '80s said that all the time. Yeah, but I, like, if you tell it to a young person now, you'd be like, "What the hell like, is that from?" Now, I'll tell you one of one of my favorite scenes, and there's so many great scenes oh, in yeah. this movie. But after they've turned him into RoboCop, yeah. and it's that doom, doom. Oh, when he's showing dung, up at the police station, and there he's walking, and you hear him yeah. walking, and then he walks behind some frosted glass, yeah, yeah. and then he comes up, and then they do the uh, 
the the tracking with the gun yep. and everything like that. And he pulls yeah, the that gun. point Dude, of that view gun? stuff when uh, like when they were having the before they even got him like made when they were just showing Miguel Ferrer like grab the hand. Yeah, and, he's, and they were like he could crush every bone in your hand if yeah. he wants to. Yeah, and then uh, they they show clips of like the the New Year's Eve party and she kisses the camera. It's yep. like great POV little stuff. lipstick on the on and the like, visor. Yeah, when they're doing the tracking and they do that lineup. Yep. and then they do the lineup and they bring the what he sees up in the small screen. Yeah, they show the directives on oh, the screen so man. Cool. it's so great that, and I, the, the use of that fourth directive everyone kind of forgot about that until yeah. the end where you'd never expect it and, uh, spoiler alert but you're they fired had, they, Bob they, oh my god <laughs> thank you yeah. <laughs> god man Ronnie Cox was such an asshole in this movie Yeah, and Verhoeven used him as an asshole in Total Recall because he's the bad guy also in Total Recall oh yeah Ronnie absolutely Cox, who doesn't want you to turn the air on Mars right but uh God, yeah, there's so many good scenes in this movie. Well, dude, the toxic waste dump scene. Oh, God, I see that go- image a lot for people, oh, and people aren't sure gosh, what the hell that's dude. from. I mean, he just gets turned into a liquid goo yeah. with that car. When like. I was a kid, because this came out in 87, I probably saw it in 88, so I was like 12, about to turn 13. This was an epic movie where you were talking to your friends about, this is the grossest thing you've ever seen. You yeah. have not seen the toxic waste. Have you yeah. not seen them like shoot his arm off yeah. and shit like that? Because you didn't see that stuff in the film. The scream of the guy with the toxic waste. Like, oh, he, yeah. You could even hear, like, you know, his lungs were even being mm-hmm. deteriorated in the way. Even uh, like, Red Foreman getting killed, you know, oh, when they yeah. stuck that, he stuck that thing his in neck. his neck. That oh. was another clip that they added a lo- another shot of uh-huh. it. When he pulled it out and the blood, boom, went oh, onto, gosh, uh, onto him. Yeah. It was really, really cool, man. Everything about uh, RoboCop was a lot of fun. I miss Miguel Ferrer so much, too. He, he played that... Uh, uh, that scumbag. OCP. Yeah. OCP runs everything. <laughs> no, that uh, that was uh, well, that was uh, Red Foreman. Uh, oh, I'm he th- was the one that was doing the coke off the uh, yeah, the I thought girls. Uh, yeah, with the, the hand grenade. Yeah, 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 with okay. the hand grenade. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, with the hair grenade when he yeah, blew yeah. up, not uh, not uh, Red Foreman. Okay, he was the one that was shouting at OCP uh, owns the cops when gotcha, he was getting his gotcha. ass kicked at the, yeah. uh, the Coke factory. Yeah, but Mel Gofera, he he died like five six years ago. Oh, did he, he really? Yeah, I he, didn't realize he's that. Great man. He, there was a long time where he was playing that asshole in movies, and he was great. At it and he was too. great at it. Yeah. Every time you saw him, you're like, ah, oh, you know, he's gonna kill yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. But, but it all goes back to him screwing over that Ronnie Cox character. Yeah. Uh, remember, when he's talking shit about him in the bathroom, and that other guy just pisses all of himself and leaves the bathroom. Yes, dude. Yeah, man. When you have like. There's so many bad guys in RoboCop. So you, many. Because you have you have uh, Red Foreman, you have his whole entire crew, then you got Miguel Ferrer, and then you got Ronnie Cox, and you're like, who's good here, yeah. man? RoboCop. And and RoboCop and uh, <laughs> uh, Nancy Allen. That yeah. was about it. And uh, yeah, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved RoboCop 2. Just to talk a little bit about it for a second here. I, I loved it. You oh, know? yeah. It wasn't dude, as it was good great. as the first one. Yeah. But, but it was fun. They say he's got a brain. I want to see, see it. it. It was and one of the first see him, movies. Like, cutting open the helmet and yeah. stuff. Like oh. it was the second movie I saw after uh, having to go four years without seeing movies at the Christian school. The Ooh. first one was uh, Back to the Future Three. My mom had taken me to it, but I remember uh, we had officially gotten out of the school, and I was like, I can go to the movies now. Yeah, I, I was like, and me and my friend were like. I think we called my aunt and she drove us, or my uh, my grandmother drove mm-hmm. us to the uh, movie theater, and we bought. This was back when you could still pull this trick where you just Switch. bought a PG movie. Yeah. And then you would just walked into it. I, I got hosed before as that. I ended up buying. Uh, <coughs> I was hanging. I was like. 18 hanging up with a couple 17 year olds and I remember buying tickets I was like trust me we're gonna buy tickets for the Flintstones yeah. and then this is a true story and that's, this is the movie too I was like trust me we're gonna uh, we're gonna buy the movies uh, tickets for the Flintstones and then we're gonna walk in the speed Yeah. and then we, we tried to do it and it didn't work so oh, now no. we're in watching the Flintstones oh god <laughs> it was bad yeah. <laughs> we should have just left but I mean we paid for it so right? whatever uh, what were your thoughts on the remake of Robocop 
On the remake? Yeah, the remake. I don't even think I've seen oh, it. Oh, you never saw the remake? I don't even it? think that I was aware that Shit, they... man. It came out like six, seven years ago. Wow, yeah. Uh, where, uh, completely... you know, Kelly from Bad News Bears, the guy who played uh, yeah. the Freddy Krueger, yeah. he played the weapons guy in it. And he might have been my only favorite thing about that uh, movie because they, they just gutted it. Remember, uh, Michael Keaton was like the bad guy. Really? In that no, movie. I, know, he was I don't running think I OC- ever saw it. He was running OCP and it, it wasn't as good. It, was, it wasn't, not, obviously not as good, but it wasn't even... I wouldn't own it. Yeah, so. <laughs> but it's it's interesting to watch because I liked seeing the uh, the guy uh, uh, be the weapons guy and everything. But, sure. Yeah. All right, we got a couple big ones here coming up. So this first one, we could have really went to any Star Wars movie, and we can kind of jump all over the place. But I wanted to kind of do a no New Hope because it was kind of the introduction of them. So Star Wars New Hope, nineteen seventy seven. So now. You'll have to excuse me because with how many Star Wars there are, especially the first three. You're fired. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I, I know where this is going. Yeah. So this is A New Hope. This is the second one, though. Here's the first it? one. Oh, okay. First See, one. that's that. Yeah. second one was Empire Strikes Back. So when New Hope, Empire, Return of the Jedi. Gotcha. Those, those were the first three. Yeah. Uh, and then it just went crazy from there. And then the uh, following three after that kind of <laughs> sucked. Yeah, they kind of sucked. <laughs> then they got good. But then the offshoots are way better. Like, I haven't Ro- seen the, the Rogue latest one, one yet. Rogue One is amazing. Solo is amazing. You'd love Solo. I need to Solo check that is, out, uh, too. I'll let you borrow that, too. Uh, Solo is... Uh, Way better than you think it's going to be. Uh-huh. I went into it thinking, like, oh, I should watch it because I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah. And I'll just take it for what it is. I'll watch any of them. And I, I don't want to completely dismiss it because I loved Rogue One almost more than I liked, uh, like, the... Uh, I the, know it's one of your one favorites. Of her, it's, it's so one of my favorites. It's probably my, more my favorite than even Return of the Jedi, which was huge Have you seen the latest one that came out last Christmas? Which one was oh the the last of those three yeah 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 I, I've only seen it the once though and I did I I thought it was all right yeah I, I heard it was, it was good. good but I didn't hear it was like whoa yeah, you know it was better I mean? than the second one that was the uh, the thing with those three movies like Force Awakens was really good yeah then the Rise of Skywalker was the second see one. I really like that one you like the second I did one? I yeah. really did most but people it was, don't but. it was all based on the fact that I knew that I was going to get to see Luke Skywalker again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that no, was... and I liked him, and when he's doing this thing at the end, with yeah. it, uh, and I liked it. That I didn't like the idea that... I mean, they, I don't think they used him the way they should have used him. Yeah. That was the problem. And even he has come out since then and said they didn't use oh, really? him the way they should have. And uh, and they, they made up for it a little bit. I, I loved seeing the Emperor in the third one. The Emperor, like, fight and everything was cool. But I've only seen it once. I'm pretty sure I bought it when it came out. So I need oh, nice. to actually, when we do our Star Wars franchise, uh, I'll go through and I'll rewatch him. But Solo is definitely worth it. Because is it? Solo is just about, like, it's all about stealing and thieves. And, and Woody Harrelson's in it, and he's huge in it. Oh, and, really? And he's, like, teaching them all this stuff. And there's, there's a train sequence where they are like robbing this train yeah. and they are hanging on the top of it and it's one of the best action sequences of the year. It, but the odd thing was is that it flopped and got terrible yeah. reviews. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can't listen to that though. There's I, a lot you, of people that hate and Rogue And you know I don't. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> You're holding the candle oh, it got for a, bad it got films. A, it got a four on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to go watch That's that right now. That's an eight Justin scale. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but the Star Wars A New Hope Man was huge in my childhood and most people's childhoods if you grew up in the late 70s, early 80s. We were literally uh, just talking about the Millennium Falcon absolutely. before we started. I, I have every uh, action figure from the original uh, three movies uh on a like display case shelf on my uh, wall 
inside the house as we speak. And I've got the AT-AT and a whole bunch of different stuffs. Maybe I'll have a Millennium Falcon one day. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I loved it. I love the robots. I mean, if we're talking specifically robots, which you are, uh, I mean, no no one beats C-3PO and R2-D2. Oh, yeah. And it's like that uh, that hen-pecked couple. They're like you the know? Abbott and Costello of robots. They are. I almost <laughs> like to look at them as like a, a husband and wife team that are just bitching and complaining all the time, where R2-D2 is always right, but C-3PO is always there to complain about yeah. it. And uh, he just does what he wants, and C-3PO has to follow along with him and everything. So uh, I, I loved it, man. And they, there's so many different ancillary like uh, robots oh, uh, yeah. in that movie and uh, even in the previous ones you talk about the medical droid that fixes Luke when Luke loses his hand yeah. and you've got uh, just the uh, Death Star droids and all this different stuff man but n- nothing beat the idea that there was a and you're thinking this is like almost pre-computer uh, type. I mean, it, technically, I guess there probably were computers, but obviously but they not were personal like the computers. Size not, of an office yeah, building. and they weren't home computers and everything. And yeah. what she was doing, taking data and storing it on R2D2, like he's a computer. Yeah. And so he could give it later on to uh, Obi Wan Kenobi is a very unique idea that, oh, yeah. that people kind of overlook when they watch this movie. Yeah. I was like, this is really kind of uh, predicting some serious shit here. So I, I love the idea that that and that. Just the whole premise of them having the data stored on there with Princess Leia and then them getting shot out into space and just happening to land on Tatooine where Luke is a, uh, is like a, a budding teenager who can uh, wants to leave that area and everything. And then just the, the events that kind of like went off on that and when he went off uh, because they were looking for the droids and by that time their aunt and uncle got like toasted yeah. back at the house. Yeah. And then it's it's on after that, man. Now, and again, you can fire me if you need to. The, the thing is like, <laughs> Well, I, educate could, I could we'll I could tell you the entire Star Wars saga yeah. without a problem. You but just the, don't know which one it was. Yeah, yeah, you know. So now, is this the one where Luke goes to train with Yoda? No, that's, that's the, the next one. That's the second one. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. See, Yoda's the second one. Uh, Boba Fett's the second one. It, yeah, there's certain Keith uh, ones. This is the one with the, uh, the like right at the beginning. They bring the droids to the uh, the cantina scene. <laughs> and everything. You're not allowed here. You know, we don't yeah. serve your kind here. Yeah, uh, type of thing. These are not and, the droids you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. There's so much great stuff with the, with those C3PO and uh, and I think that was. Uh, a missed opportunity in a lot of those newer ones not using them like yeah. R2-D2 being I love the idea that R2-D2 shut down until a certain point where he, he powers up and now he can find Luke but come on get, you got those droids use them man yeah absolutely and uh, uh, they even threw him in like for a brief cameo in like Rogue One which I thought was great and I love the robot in Rogue One too the one that uh, yeah, Alan little... Tudyk uh, did the uh, voice of the guy from uh, Tucker and Dale yeah uh, the skinnier guy he did the voice did he really yeah. I didn't realize that he's like e Two nine zero, I think, or something like Isn't that. Isn't that the one that's a little orange ball? No, that's uh, that's BB eight. A BB eight, yeah. He's uh, great. The Rogue One is the one that's super tall, like uh, grayish black, and he just says what's on his mind and everything. Oh yeah, yeah I remember he's that. He's really funny. Uh, so it's been a staple in all the Star Wars movies of having droids around. Which it's kind of something that in like sci-fi movies in general, people have just agreed. All right, you're doing the future and it's in space. There's robots. There's robots. So there's put them in be. there. Yeah. I mean, it's an element that every single one of these movies use, and they they really do it well. So I was a huge fan of obviously this, those main two droids. You mean I don't know how many like shirts and stuff that I had growing up of C-3PO on yeah. it. There's a figure that came out, and I remember being super excited 
1983 when the new line of uh no it wasn't 83 it was 80 1980 when the new line of uh empire strike back toys came out like i inherited a lot of dave's dave had the first series Uh and then when he got out of him he got into sports and he just gave me all his toys yeah so i had a lot of the 70s one but my kind of era of star wars growing up as a kid started with empire strikes back i got all every christmas every birthday i got the toys but i remember the c3o toy because if you remember in empire strikes back he gets uh he gets disassembled in yeah. Cloud City. Oh, it's so and funny, then, uh, too. Uh, what Chewbacca has to put him back together. He puts him back with his head yeah. ba- uh, backwards, and yeah. eventually has to carry him in a sack yeah. on his back. Yeah. Well, they sold that toy. Well, oh, you did could, they really? Well, you could take, and it's in there right now, and I've got the, the sack is on Chewbacca's. I have two Chewbacca's because I need one to put C-3PO in. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so his, his legs and arms come apart, and his body just sits in the back, and then you just put his arms and legs in there any which way. And then you can put them back together. Yeah. So usually when like my cousin uh, gets a new C-3PO toy, and he's like, how much is this going for? Yeah. And I was like, it depends. Does his arms come apart or not? Yeah. And then you'll know it's from the 77 line or the 1980 line. And I was excited. I remember when... Uh, I, my toys got mixed up with a friend of mine once, and I remember when I was pulling it apart, and I was like, "Oh shit, I got the wrong C three PO toy here." Oh shit, my legs aren't supposed to come off. Yeah, <laughs> and the suckers are coming off. So I loved them, man. I thought it was great. Yeah, absolutely. All right, to shift from Star Wars to uh, to its uh, its rival here. Yeah, you say uh, tomato, I say tomato. Yeah, and uh, I, I loved both of these. There was, it was, I was. Arguably, it was arguably which I was a bigger fan of because I loved Star Trek just as much. Uh, I was a massive fan of the movies. I've talked about it before. My dad bought me number five, the the worst movie of the franchise. He ended up paying eighty five dollars at Christmas. <laughs> oh for me. my! This gosh. was when VHS was out, yeah. unless you bought it wholesale or they they deemed it worthy for the like mass audiences yeah. to buy. Like when Batman came out, it was like fifteen bucks to everybody. Yeah. If you if it wasn't at that point in time, you had to pay eighty five bucks for it. Not worth it. But <laughs> I was happy. Now, did you grow up a Star Trek fan at all? So, I I was definitely more of a Star Wars fan. Yeah. Most I'm, people were because it was Star Trek was more of a, of like an older. It's not as much for kids. You know? Yeah, well, but I do remember like being a kid, probably, geez, probably five or six, yeah. and watching the old original the reruns. Yeah, you know, was your dad a fan of them? Yeah, I honestly don't remember yeah. who I watched it with. I just remember like seeing Captain Kirk on TV. Yeah, yeah, you know. My dad was a huge Star Trek fan, which I think if my dad wasn't as much of a Star Trek fan, I probably wouldn't have got into it right. as much. But I, he always had it on, and I was like, oh, I like this, and I, I like the idea of Kirk fighting lizard creatures and shit like that yeah. and everything. And it, it was a rough transition. It's, it's interesting because of the Star Trek movies I could have picked, I picked First Contact, which is not one of the uh, originals. Uh-huh. Uh, well, the originals didn't have any robots on it. Really? Uh, no one on the board was a robot. Huh. Uh, not until Star Trek... Uh, uh, next generation when they had data come in was it really kind of a robotic type thing yeah and first contact was so good for that type of thing and most people's minds the best next generation movie was first contact uh-huh. because it directly had a, uh, a a link with the best uh next generation episode uh did you watch any of the Next Generation with the I, I watched some of those, Like yeah. the movies or the TV uh, shows? The TV the, shows. Yeah, and yeah. I watched the... I didn't watch much of the TV show. It was, like I said, it was a rough transition for me because I grew up watching the other ones, and I was like, oh, i got to learn all these new characters, and they're not as interesting to me, and it, it just... I liked them, but I liked them more the movies. When uh-huh. the movies started coming out, I was like, well, I'll go to all these movies for sure. Right. Uh, but the, the most famous episode of the, um, the Star Trek Next Generation is the one where Picard... I'm trying to think. When Worlds Collide, I think, is the name of the episode. It's the episode where Picard gets kidnapped by the Borg. And, uh-huh. the, and the Borg is, like, this crazy, like, 
uh, alien uh, creatures who have like this collective mind. So they're yeah. almost like drones, and the Queen Borg controls all the drones, and they live on this cube and everything. And if they touch you, it will you you become one of the Borg. Yeah, it'll literally assimilate your eyes. Will change all uh, cloudy, which always was creepy to me because I I was always kind of bothered by losing your identity. Right. In movies and the Borg was right on that. So Picard ended up becoming a Borg on the on the episode, uh-huh. and they had to rescue him. And when they got him back and they broke him free of the Borg, he always had memories of the Borg and being being a Borg for like future episodes they, they would refer to it and everything so when First Contact came out and you you realized oh my god they're gonna do the Borg yeah and they're gonna do stuff with Picard remembering stuff with the Borg and everything and it was it was such a fun episode and the, the reason it was very relevant for the robots is uh, do you remember First Contact at all? A, a little bit. Yeah, it, it was really, really good. Like I said, it's it's the best of the Next Generation movies. And uh, they had to go back in time, and they had to do something to... Uh, uh, first contact with aliens happened in, like, I don't know, the 21st century. Uh, oh, I remember you talking about this and, and saying about the statue. The guy was like, yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah. a fucking statue made out of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was really good. It was yeah. James... Co- uh, not James Coburn. No. <laughs> or he gives him the pill that fixes everything or something uh, well, like that. Well, that was different. That was, oh, number, okay. that was number four. That was a great one, too, though. Uh, no, this one... Uh, the, they dealt with the Borg Queen, which was a crazy kind of creature who is both sexy and scary at the same time. And she ran all the other Borgs, so the Enterprise was being taken over by the Borg. And literally, they had to go deck to deck, and, and Picard's like, don't let them touch you. If they touch you, right. or if you see them touch another uh, uh, member of the team, kill them immediately, almost yeah. zombie style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 28 days later. Yeah. Shoot them because yeah. you have about seven seconds before Ugh. they assimilate, and then they're going to kill you. And believe me, I've been one of these things. You don't want to be alive when it happens. I was like a freak of nature that I got away from him. So the Borg kidnapped Data. And Data had this, They, I think they introduced it maybe in the movie before this. It was an emotion chip, uh-huh. which he could put in the back of his head, and he could turn it on and off where he you wanted see, to See, I remember that. Yeah, that. yeah, they really dealt with it in this. Because when the Borg got him, and they like they like strapped him to a table, yeah. and the female Borg is, is like, you're going to tell me everything uh, we want to know. And he's like, you can't get into my memory banks and this. And yeah. and all of a sudden, he turns, and he's like, you've activated my emotion tr- uh, chip. And then they're like torturing him, and they're... They've had they graft skin onto his arm, uh-huh. and they show her blowing on the skin. You see him reacting to it, and the the goosebumps coming on the skin. And oh, everything. nice! And they they slowly want to turn him into the Borg, but they they are like torturing him by the use of the emotion chip and making him cry and making him feel pain. And it's it's like some things that he's not ready for. Right. And uh, that earlier in the movie they had they had talked about it where he they were in like a gunfight and he's like laughing his ass off, and, <laughs> and Picard's like turn your damn emotion and chip yeah. off. And he, he had the ability to do it, but when the Borg start torturing him and he can't turn it off so right. he's like he's like uh, forced to kind of do that and they turn him into a Borg and at some point he ends up breaking free from the uh, from the Borg's control and uh-huh. takes over so it was it was heavy data in that one and uh, uh, data uh trying to think who plays data i can't remember i can't remember his name but every time i see him i know he's data he started on uh he played there was a uh he was on several episodes of night court back in the day really where he played a hillbilly with his family that was always at court for something and he talked like uh, like a like a diehard hillbilly and it was so funny to uh watch him play and go through his career because i remember when he became the robot in next generation i was like oh it's the hillbilly from uh, <laughs> night court it's uh brent spiner brent spiner man yeah. he's really good he became now, the villain in that show outcast it was like a i don't know a showtime show or something it was really is he good. the one that broke up my favorite group 
Who's this? That outcast. Oh, no, 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 but I'll tell you, out of, um, you know, like I said, I was never real deep into the Star Trek universe, but Data is my favorite character. Yeah, he's, he's fun, man. He's um, cool. I actually saw, like, a little a little snippet um, on, on TikTok, of all things, that was put to some really funny music the other day. Um, who are the guys that have the, uh, the, the, they're, they have, like... Like a ridge? Yeah. Like the Klingons? The Klingons, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. There was one where Data was like sitting at a table and this Klingon comes to like test his strength and I guess they do this thing where it's oh, yeah. almost like arm wrestling but yeah, it's yeah. two arms and the guy, you know, swears he's just going to defeat Data no mm-hmm. problem and he's like, you know, he counts in Klingon to three or whatever yeah, and yeah. Data just, boom, just beats him instantly <laughs> yeah. and the guy gets really mad and he goes to headbutt Data and he does it and like Data's just made out of like, yeah, you yeah. know, all this like, you know, incredible Synthetic metal, yeah. 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 And he ends up like almost knocking the guy out. Like, oh, it's so funny. He just like looks up at him and he's like, "You had no chance." Like, you know? <laughs> That's funny, like, man. Yeah, he was the the humor that they brought to that was really really well. And they had that in the original one too. But I thought it carried over well. And uh, since we just talked Star Wars and Star Trek, I had showed you a commercial right before. So this. funny, dude! It's a great Uber commercial if you uh, if you pull up like uh, Uber Luke's got Luke Luke and Picard. Yeah, like Uber commercial and everything, where it's like uh, Luke Skywalker going like face to face in front of Picard, and they're yeah. like uh, they're just bantering back and forth. It's really funny. And what made me think of it is because when that commercial happened, then Picard came out on the news and says, "I want to see a Star Trek Star Wars crossover." That would be so fucking and, cool. Uh, and now it's actually in the news because he had mentioned it, and Hamill said, "I'm all for it." Dude, that would. That would probably yeah. be the highest grossing movie of all time. It, it would be really great. And they're, they're, one's Paramount and one's Fox. So I'm, they would have to come up with some sort of deal between them. And you know how that happens with like yes. Sony and Marvel. Oh, God. Uh, but they would have to come back with some sort of deal. But, I mean, they're going to uh, – it's a genius idea that I'm surprised they haven't done. I mean, yeah. for somebody who likes Jason versus Freddy, <laughs> you know, Star Trek versus no, Star Wars would be a good one. I would go see that for sure. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I, I mean, would love to be able to see that I don't know that if universe. I'd go see it in the movie theater today. I'm not but... sure what the timeline is with what century Star Wars takes place compared to, like, Star Trek. I think uh. Star Trek was always the 23rd century. I think, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure where Star Trek, uh, Star Wars. I don't think fell. Star Wars ever gave. A I don't timeline. think they ever gave it. To I think it just smart. was. Just, yeah, yeah it could, which well, is good. Which they because they were in a galaxy far, yeah. far away. No. Oh, <laughs> it would be it would be fun, man, if they kind of did that crossover. To boldly go where no man has gone before <laughs> to a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> Boom! There's your headline right there. Gotta you love know? it. <laughs> Sell it. All right. So this next one, I love this movie, man. And you said you weren't too familiar with it. So, I, I and, think I've seen it, but I'm not sure. So it's 2009 Surrogates. Yeah. And I love this movie. I thought it's such a fun-ass movie. I saw it in the theater. So it's Bruce Willis. Yes, yes, where your your surrogate goes out to the world yeah, and, and, and you, you stay, stay inside. Home. Like, yeah, you but stay you don't know. Yeah. You don't know which one is which, right? Like, yeah, you don't know if you're talking to like a fat guy or if you're talking to like this uh, this hot chick. Yeah, uh, yeah, that yeah. You're actually, seeing. everyone's kind. Some people do completely different versions of themselves. They they've created these robots basically that allow you. And it, it's really I watched it recently, and with the new COVID thing, yeah. it almost gives you the impression that this is how could, things could be Same. because you stay safe in your home. You're in your bed. You have all this equipment on and everything yeah. and you will wake up you you like dock your surrogates at sometimes like Bill, um, Bruce Willis is a cop yeah. so he'll go out with his surrogate and it, and it looks like Bruce Willis but it looks all sheen and clean it looks yeah. like what Bruce Willis looked like when he was probably 35 like die hard yeah, yeah. And, and then he comes home he, he does his, his stuff out in the real world and he comes home and it, it, it like docks almost in like a closet almost right and then once it docks he ends up waking up he takes off his shades and everything and now it's Bruce Willis about 20 pounds heavier and he has a goatee and he looks 
looks a little rough and it takes him a hard time to get out of bed and everything. Yeah. And so everyone's doing that. And so you don't see anyone who's not uh, in a surrogate uh, suit, basically. But they also have this uh, this fraction of people that hate the robots right the, the rebellion you know yeah. there's always a rebellion it's right. like uh, demolition man uh dennis leary running the underground exactly, group. very yeah. similar to that and it's being uh, one of the main guys is jack noseworthy who's uh i don't know how well you remember uh, uh event horizon he was the one they called baby bear that guy oh yeah yeah absolutely he's been yeah, a lot yeah. of stuff before so he was one of the head of the rebellion and also ving rames ving rames had long dreads oh and he was the one that he stood in front of the microphone and like humans are the future it's not these robots you right. need to get rid of these robots and human resistance and no robots allowed and in a certain area of town they will like scan you to make sure you're not a robot to come in yeah. and if you do end up getting in there they will fucking blow your legs off and disassemble you and they don't give a fuck and yeah they they've done it they did it to bruce Willis at some point. Bruce Willis's surrogate had to go in that side of town and they end up catching him and uh, this is where the movie really got fun uh, because we had seen earlier in that we had seen somebody, Jack Noseworthy, had come up to somebody in a club and shoot this beam at uh, the surrogate mm-hmm. and usually when someone's surrogate gets fucked up then the the, the the user just wakes up at home right? and he has to go to the robot store yeah. and he's got to get it fixed and everything before he can go back out. And uh, there's a lot of it that reminds me of Ready Player One. You know, you're That's in, that, what I was in thinking. that location yeah, at one time. Uh, but uh, Jack Noseworthy has created this uh, this weapon that not only will it kill your surrogate, it'll kill the user too at home. Oh wow! So the so the the surrogate robot just will like die in the middle of the street. And well, what happens is it blows his eyes completely out. Oh, wow. So when they find him, Bruce Willis shows up on the crime scene, they realize his eyes have been blown out, and they were like, well, we got to go find his user, and maybe we can figure out what the hell's going on here. So they track the robot. They have, like, these things where you have to only... Everyone's allowed only one surrogate, and it has to be registered and everything. Yeah. And obviously, you know, that's going to be, like, flubbed at some yeah. point. So they go back to the user's house, and his eyes have been blown out. So it blew out the eyes of the, the robot and the user at yeah. the same time. They're like, well, this is going to change fucking everything. Yeah. And so Bruce Willis has to chase Jack Noseworthy into the side of town where he's not supposed to be. And they catch him, and they, they end up killing Bruce Willis's surrogate and, like, crucify him. Oh, wow. And, like, Bruce Willis eventually has to go back to that area as a human, and he sees his own robot being, like, displayed, and it was really cool oh wow but i the idea that you got to see bruce willis now have to leave the house and he hasn't he said he hasn't left the house in like a year and a half right so the light is horrible on him and everyone's surprised at him and they were like man you look horrible and some people like wow you look a lot like your surrogate i was surprised because some people don't don't right his partner is uh rashada mitchell who was the girl from uh pitch black Oh, really? That main girl. She was really good. And uh, she had a surrogate. And she left her surrogate at, like, the police station. And then she would wake up at home. And then when she wanted to plug into it, she just woke up at the police station and everything. So it was really cool. And uh, the girl from Gone Girl, you know, the main girl mm-hmm. from Gone Girl, that she played Bruce Willis's wife. And it was so interesting to me because he stayed in her room. Uh, he stayed in his room and she stayed in her room and yeah. they were always connected and everything so every once in a while he'd be getting out uh, to get uh, like breakfast or something like that but he wouldn't use his surrogate to, right. to get it I mean he, he would just go out and he'd eat breakfast but his wife would come out using the surrogate yeah. and he, he keeps telling her I miss us He's she's I'm right here he said no you're not yeah. you're in the other room Right. and it, it really kind of brought out the humanity in this issue is, is is this right that people aren't having this human connection anymore at all in, even in like a wife-husband type of way. Well, isn't there like some aspect of the movie where 
you're not sure there's a character in the yep. movie and you're not sure whether or not it's, it's, a, it's the surrogate or, or yeah. if it's the, the absolutely, human absolutely yeah i remember that yeah. and um, and it's really it's a, it's a major point in the movie where right. they where they uh they think they're killing a real person and then they see the robotic like elements underneath and you're like holy crap this yeah. person what we thought was one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie because this is a great movie everyone should check it out I won't spoil uh, anything but there's a great point in the movie where Bruce Willis is outside his uh, his character and uh, or his, his surrogate mm-hmm. he's in the police station and the chief of police is this uh, this really kind of uh, everyone's good looking everyone's beautiful in the movie because right, they're all yeah. using their surrogates yeah, you know? exactly. and uh, it's this really uh, beautiful black dude who, who's just really uh, a great kind of character as uh, barking orders at everybody and everything. And he's in his office, and uh, Bruce Willis comes up behind him and kills him. He sticks something in the back of his head uh-huh. and then ends up sticking his uh, that guy's eyes on the computer screen to get access to oh, something right. he can't yeah. get access to. And so he's typing in real quick. He's getting the information, and he leaves the office. And right as he's leaving the office, you see one uh, other cop pick up the phone. And it's we had never seen the, the, uh, the black guy real character uh-huh. and at home you see him he's like fat and got a gut and he's got a full beard and he's like he just killed my surrogate yeah. don't let him leave the police station right and you're like holy shit this is like an element that you never even thought of yeah and so he's on the phone trying to get another surrogate before he can get him and then it becomes this like foot race out of the uh, police station it's yeah. fun I, man it's really I probably good. haven't seen it since 2009 but I remember really enjoying a it. lot of people confuse it because it came out almost the exact same time as Gamer the one with Gerard Butler. Oh yeah, it yeah. was also really good. Where where a uh, user was controlling uh, like a military guy in like a Halo type style yeah. game and everything, and then he learned how to get out of the uh, the game and everything. It was fun. It was very similar to it. Oh, I'm trying to think. Oh, did you ever see that movie Upgrade? No. What was that? Um, Upgrade. It, so. Um, I might even be confusing it with yet another movie because because <laughs> it's very similar to that line where. Um, where basically somebody is controlling somebody else in like a different. Uh, I think hey, I'm thinking of something different. <laughs> Could be gamer. Because, um, uh, yeah, they, they are, there are a lot of those movies out there that are very similar. Some of them are better than others for sure. I thought Surrogates was really good. It, w- it was one of those enjoyable ones. It was one that they did. It was it was the whole movie was in first person shooter. Oh, the hardcore Henry. That, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it was. Yeah, I dude, own it. That I've was never fun, seen it, dude. That I own it, fun. but I've never seen it. It's not it, like it a, looks chaotic as hell. Yeah, and like you got to be like, I can have a feeling that it, if you're disoriented by shit like that, yeah, like Cloverfield. Um, it's not like oh, that was the best movie ever, but it's fun. Yeah, you know, I what like I mean? that crazy guy. It's the guy from Chappie and the guy from yeah. uh, District Nine. Yeah, who oh, plays he's good that guy. Too. He's good in that. Uh, so yeah, I'll have to watch it. I own it, so I might as. I knew it was one of those movies when I saw the trailer. I said, well, this is gonna be good. Yeah, but I don't know how good. I saw for like two dollars we'll, we'll it leave up. it at good okay <laughs> i think we'll have to check it out well this next movie this next movie is fantastic yeah i saw this and in I, the and theater I, I i don't know if i saw it in the theater i must have seen it in the theater because i was super excited when i saw the trailer for it and it came out and a lot of people reference this movie when they're talking about like how ai is going to make an advancement yeah. today and this is ex machina a lot of people don't know how to pronounce it too and it is pronounced ex machina yeah uh 2014 just lent this movie to my mom. So if you're listening to this mom, and you, it's in your stack here, so you'll be able to watch this. Yeah, uh, it, it's fantastic, man. It really only stars four people. Yeah, and uh, brilliantly done. When you only have a cast of four people, your script better be tight. You yeah, know, and you real. better have really good actors. And they do. They have the guy who played Poe from Star Wars, and yeah, the other guy Oscar from Star Isaac. Wars too, uh, Den Home, uh, uh, Domhnall Gleeson. Gleeson, and that's. Uh, it's uh, Brennan Gleason's son. You know the, uh, oh, really? the guy from Twenty Eight Days Later. Yeah, the, the big guy. He was also in. Uh, 
damn, he was in uh, he's in Gangs of New York. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's he was the guy with the club. club. Yeah, yeah, he was the guy with the club. So yeah. this is his son. And he, he looks like him. Yeah, he was. He got famous in uh, the Star Wars movies. He played one of the Death Star kind of uh, commanders. He ended oh, up turning. Yeah. He ended up turning good, I think, in the last one. And, yeah, and helping them out. And uh, yeah, Poe obviously. And then you have the brilliant. I always screw her name up. What's Alicia her? Vikander. Uh, uh, Vindicator, I think. Vin, uh, Vikander. Vikander. V i k a n d e r. Yeah, she's amazing. She was in uh, the Man from Uncle, and she's married to. Um, What's the guy who played uh, Michael in uh, Prometheus? Oh, I don't know. Uh, he also played Steve Jobs in the uh, Steve Jobs movie. Damn, I can't think of his name. I thought He's that super was famous. Ashton Kusher. Uh, no, that that was the other oh, okay. uh, one. I'm yeah. talking about the Aaron Sorkin one. Uh, He's really famous. I, I can't think of his fucking name for some reason. Let's uh, see. I'll see what damn. I can do here. Uh, look up the guy from. Uh, um, Steve Jobs, yeah. Look, Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's really good. He, he was in another robot we could have easily talked about playing that robot David in Prometheus. Oh, was really oh good. that's right. Yeah, I loved him at the beginning great. of that movie doing all his little stuff while everyone's asleep. It was yeah. really good. I, it disappointed me because I've heard rumors that, that they're not going to make a remake to that. Oh, or I, not a remake, a sequel. That is one of the, to me, one of the creepiest things you can do in a sci-fi movie yeah. is to have all of the humans asleep. Yeah. That are trusting that yeah, yeah, that AI yeah. robot is going to wake them up. Yeah, and like, they have the uh, and we'll talk about it when we get to uh, next movie is actually going to talk aliens, so we'll, yeah. we'll go into that more. But when it's like when the aliens are take or the the robots are taking the company side over the human side, yeah, it's never dude. a good thing. So. Like, oh. <laughs> all right, so back to Ex Machina. Ex Machina is a pretty simple movie, but it's 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 also very complex. And uh, what's going on is uh, our uh, Gleason uh, guy. I already forgot his first name. Uh, uh, Domino. Domino. Uh, so he wins a contest, and in the contest, he gets to go to the. He, he works for this tech company, and the uh, the CEO of the tech company is this very extreme, almost Elon Musk type character yeah. who like lives in seclusion and everything. And the winner of the contest, you actually get to be of a. Uh, you you get to go to his house and you get to learn from him and, and basically be his assistant and uh, kind of be groomed by him uh, for the company. It's like this big thing that yeah. he is super excited to be. So And it happens like almost before the uh, the movie starts. The movie starts with him already on the helicopter going to visit this guy's kind of house in the woods. But he's call- he's almost kind of like a burned out asshole. Yeah, too, yeah. You don't realize you know? it until you see him that, oh, all right, this is not the guy that I thought ran yeah, this company. Yeah, it's, it's like a, a tech version of Willy Wonka. Yeah, yeah. You it, know, a like, very good example. Yeah, that I, I, that's a good uh, analogy there. Which, uh, just real quick side story here. Dude, I, I, I heard like a, a theory on Willy Wonka and, <laughs> uh, and the Chocolate Factory the other day that like, you know, in the story and everything, the kids kind of just disappear. Yeah. But in reality, Willy Wonka was a serial killer <laughs> and murdered all the kids. Dude, and I was like, I need to talk to Paul. We need to write that <laughs> right now. Like, they came there willingly. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, similar in that way where the, he gets this contest and he gets to show up at the house. And it's just him. And when he gets there, he sees he sees our guy, uh, Oscar Isaacs, yeah. is the, the leader the, uh, or the, the company CEO. And he lives in this, you don't realize how high-tech his house is until he gets inside, because it looks like this kind of chateau in the woods yeah. in, like, Switzerland. There's a great line where uh, he's in the helicopter, and he, he's asking the pilot, he's, he's like, how long until we're uh, we're at his property? He's like, we've been over his property for the last two hours. That's crazy, and, and So you, you realize this guy is living deep, deep, kind yeah, of, like, like, in the woods, and no one, he doesn't want, whatever he's doing, he doesn't want anyone to know. Right. So when he shows up, and it's very high-tech, he's got to use, like, uh like eyes uh uh 
I think that's what got him in the door is like an eye scan that got right. him in the door. And when he got in there, he's like, he, like I didn't know what it was. This is all about. He's yeah. basically he's, he's like, you're gonna see some shit this weekend, and I'm telling you. And Oscar Isaac's basically an alcoholic too. Oh you yeah, know, he's drinking. He's he's taking pills. Like you said, he's a burnout. Yeah. But he but he's super smart, and he's developed something at this place that they're pretty secretive about. Once you get there, what it is, and you see he's got this like uh, this really cute Asian girl who's like his assistant, and you're not sure. You're not sure what you think about her at, at first. They kind of develop her a little more into the movie goes on. But he's basically Oscar Isaac says, I have created an AI. And yeah. what I want you to do is I want you to sit down with her. And you, you know what the Turing test is? I do, but I don't remember it. It's it. that test that they do in Blade Runner uh, where you're supposedly, and it's a it's famous like, test. It's almost it, like it's, word association. Yeah, isn't it, it? it's something to be able to tell it by the way you answer these questions if you're a robot or not. Right. And it's not just, it's not fake that Alan Turing, the guy from that was based on, uh, what was that movie where he had that code breaker played by Michael, um, or uh, Ben, ben the Cumberbatch. Yeah. Uh, 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 damn, the something game, the inner, start with an I. Damn, I can't remember. Yeah. But, but it was about code breaking stuff. Not the was, crying game. No, no, it's not the crying game. <laughs> the imitation game. <laughs> imitation game, yeah. yeah. Uh, a real true story about uh, Alan Turing. But he there was, supposedly there was a test created where, yeah, if, if you gave it to some people, uh, and a lot of it's empathy, you know, when they did it in Blade Runner, it's like they did that famous scene with Brian uh, James where they were like, well, you come across a turtle in the, uh, in the desert and you f- see him on your back. Will you turn him back over yeah. and everything? And, and by the way, you answer that question. That's just one of the many clues right. to tell if you're a robot or not. Yeah, it says here that it's a method of inquiry and artificial intelligence for determining whether or not a computer is capable of thinking like a human being. Boom, that's it. Yeah. So basically he wants him to kind of do that to her, but he also wants to he wants to know how he feels around her. Yeah. His first impression of everything. So basically that's what he's told her. He says, I've created this woman and she's not fully she doesn't have complete skin or face looks human, but yeah. the back of her head is all robotic. The back uh, of her part, head is awesome. It's really cool. Too. Her body uh, looked like they removed digitally part of her waist yeah. so she doesn't have a waist and everything. Yeah. Uh, but she's very like sexual and she just is beautiful. You know, yeah. it's like a beautiful thing. Yeah. And so they have like this glass between them and he the next morning he gets up he sits down and it just blows his mind yeah he's like he almost like he gets like this visceral action uh reaction where he's almost falling in love with this girl the more he talks and she's almost seducing him yeah so you you don't know watching this is she on the level is she doing this because she's a robot because she starts planting stuff in his head that you can't trust him. Yeah. You can't trust Oscar Isaac. Yeah. There's this weird thing in the movie where the um, the power goes out. Power surges happen throughout the movie. Right. And when the power surges happen, the... Uh, uh, the cameras go off right and That's so for right. a split second she like can talk to him. seconds or she whatever. can talk yeah. to him for like a for like 10 or 15 seconds yeah. where oscar isaac can't see her so during the first time and he, he's already had like three sessions with her it's amazing he can't believe it yeah and then all of a sudden the lights go out and her expression changes you can't trust him yeah you can't trust him yeah and and before he, he she gets to elaborate the power goes back on and she, he's like what the hell just happened there yeah and then he so he starts really looking into it what the hell is going on here and he starts being sneaky like uh, in going into rooms he's not supposed to be going well, in. And if I remember correctly, there's almost a point where I think I was wondering if Oscar Isaac was doing it on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because it, there's fuck, so many movie. mental games yeah. and aspects and angles and yeah. stuff that everybody's playing 
to this guy. Yeah, it's not difficult you know? to understand. It's not like a, it's a hard movie to watch because it no. sounds like we're describing it like, oh, it's a lot more. But no, it's but not. it's a mind fuck. It like, is but because, because you're you don't going know in, who to trust. Yeah, you're going you know? in as this like that redheaded guy. Yeah. I mean, you're you're just going in as him, and. You, He's reacting almost how everyone else would Absolutely. react. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, at some point, you realize that the Asian girl, and it's not really a spoiler, uh, at some point, you realize she's a robot, too. And do you remember the scene when you realize that when he makes her dance? There's like that dance I, sequence. I don't. Where he. he Oscar Isaac has been drinking, and he goes and visits him in this room where he. He switches a remote on, and then uh, disco music starts playing. Uh-huh. And he he does he says something to the Asian girl, and she starts doing this elaborate dance and everything, and doing splits and everything. And yeah. you're like, wow, he is completely controlling her. And she's also a robot who he's completely fixed the skin on and everything. Yeah. And I, I don't want to give any of this last third of the movie away yeah, because no. it is exciting, it man. Is, it is I, really all exciting. I, all I'll say without giving any inkling at all is, I rem- like I said, I saw this in the theater. And I remember at the very end, there was like that pitfall feeling yeah. in my stomach. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Just like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it, really good. Oh, it's it was super, really super good. satisfying. Like, it's one yeah. of those movies that you're watching it and you're like, man, I hope they pull this off by the end. You know, I hope they don't just shit the bed because so many movies will. You know, they kind of phone there in. There was me. the definite possibility yeah. for that to happen. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you know me, dude. Yeah. I need to be at the no, end no, no. of the movie. I need closure. Most people do, too. Oh, dude. And I don't need quite closure. I yeah. don't mind it being open with the audience interpreting what happened and I everything. I know want. you do. I, I, uh, for I sure. Know, I know we can't, but I want to talk And there's a lot of people like you. And when I was making movies I had problems doing that because I knew a lot of viewers wanted that you know and I've I've had uh, I've even had my mom read a couple scripts and she's she's like I, I need to know why that is that uh-huh. she's like just as a reader yeah. and I was like good that's a good to know and everything yeah. but there is that kind of uh, as a, as a uh, arty kind of director and a fan of that kind of let the audience kind yeah. of figure out from your own you well, got to play that game just and, there's, a, there's a balance to and that and again without without giving anything away I would like to know I don't need to but I would <laughs> like to know very much like after the ending happens yeah. where things go yeah. you know what I mean they like, could make an ex machina oh too oh my gosh uh, I mean they like, really really could it would be interesting to hear it could, it could just be a, a looper well, no, I'm not even going to say that because it would give too many hints <laughs> no, I'm not even going to say it yeah. it was good man definitely worth checking really out really enjoyed that yeah. movie uh, now this next movie, man. Also one of the best sequels, arguably. With you, you might argue with people. What is the better number one or number two? For for me personally, I probably like number two better, just because I love the elements of the military and everything. Yeah. And that's 1986 Aliens, man. Dude. Once again, it's it's game over, man. Once again, it's James Cameron taking his original uh, concept to the next level. Yeah. And the same guy who did Terminator uh, did Aliens, and. Man, I gotta say, to I'm looking level. forward to the next Avatar. I am too. I, you know, a lot I, of people don't like Avatar, and I love it. I do. I thought it was great. I, I saw it. it. I saw it in 3D yep. in the theater. Oh yeah, like it's, oh, that's the 3D about it movie good. to see. Man. Yeah, but it was classic James Cameron. I, I love the stuff with uh, Stephen. Uh, what's his name? That badass military. Guy I know who you're talking everything. about, but I can't remember He's so his name. Good, man. Yeah, uh, I love him in everything. Uh, but with Aliens, man, Aliens. I mean, they took the concept of one solo alien kind of as a horror movie, stalking that crew and one by one taking them out, and Sigourney being the only one that came back. Yeah, and they just took it to the next level, like biologically, yeah. like okay, this thing lays eggs, and yeah. it then becomes just out of control. Yeah, There's they, no stopping they're it. using uh, humans as like parasites oh, in a way where they're like seed pods. Yeah, they're using them almost like as an, a human incubation chamber. Yeah, you know, they. They attach to your face, they leg eggs down your throat, and 
uh, into your chest. It develops in your chest yeah. over a period of time. You wouldn't really oh know God. how long. <laughs> and then it busts out of your chest, and oh. it becomes this next-level thing. I mean, just that concept alone is insane. Wasn't it the same actor that who has it in his chest? Wasn't he the same guy in Spaceballs at the end? Yeah, John Hurt. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 John <laughs> so Hurt. Awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. I Otherwise, said, oh, not again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not to get on a Spaceballs kick, but I've almost bought it three times already. Oh, I have seen it, face masks that say Spaceballs the face mask. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you see one of those, yeah, yeah. send me a link because yeah. I will buy one of those. I, I thought it was amazing when I saw it. I, I will buy like, one of those today. <laughs> it's so oh, funny. Oh, I need Spaceballs that in my life right mask. now. <laughs> <laughs> so great. <laughs> I oh. laughed my ass so hard. I'm surprised I didn't send it to you because, yeah, I'm like, oh, God. Those guys yeah. are gonna get me. I gotta order one of those. So I'll, I'll find out about that. Uh, aliens. Aliens, yeah. man. I love the idea when she got back and uh, she was just thrilled to get back. Oh, yeah. And I, I love the concept that getting back, she didn't get back. They had to find her in space. And when yeah. they found her in space, and if you've seen the original aliens in the theater, they don't go into the director's. The director's cut of aliens mm-hmm. is so good. Really? So much better. Well, they show her, they show her, look at a picture of her daughter. Uh-huh. Who looks like a grandmother, and they were like, "This is your daughter. She, oh, wow. she died last year, or, or two years ago, and yeah. everything. So she was a kid when Sigourney left. So she see that makes so much more sense it, when she finds Newt. That makes yeah, so much yeah, yeah. more sense absolutely, to why. Absolutely. Like, they also in the director's cut show Newt's parents get taken by the aliens. I remember you telling me yeah. about that. And it's really good. At like you, an off-station place or yeah, something. They, you yeah. get to see all those people because in the original Aliens in the theatrical cut, when Sigourney and the Marines show up, we haven't seen anybody right. from that planet. Yeah. But in the director's cut, you actually see them working and doing stuff. <laughs> Damn, there goes my list. <laughs> you can have mine. I'll go get it. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I remember you talking about that and I think I've even seen that portion. I don't know if maybe... It was on YouTube or something like because I haven't seen the director's cut, but yeah. I, I remember them being like at, a, at almost like a mining facility yeah, or yeah. something, and, and they th- get out. There's like a foreman, and they're talking, and they uh, um, they're on the phone with someone, and they were saying, "Well, somebody found something. Are they going to get credit for this in their in their paycheck?" And he says, "Yeah, like anything else, if you yeah. find something on this planet." And so they show them in their rig, and you see Newt and her brother just like playing around in their in this truck and yeah. all of a sudden their parents showed back up and the mom's shouting on the uh, phone that something went wrong and yeah. you see the dad with the uh, the face hugger on his face and yeah. you see Newt scream yeah. and that's how it ends so it's like a good 6 7 minute scene is this Paul Reiser? Yeah, Paul Reiser. Okay, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Paul Reiser's so good in this, man. Ripley, this is a scientific (laughs) discovery. It's a bad call. I made a bad call. Oh, my gosh. Yes, you did. (laughs) Bad call. Oh, my God. This stars so many great people. I mean, Michael Behan as Hicks. You got uh, uh, Bill Paxton as Hudson. We should mention the the, the robot in this movie is Lance Henriksen as Bishop. Bishop, man. man. So great because we... And I love the idea that I love the scene where we show her, and I use this uh, picture if you go to Facebook and you see the picture I used uh-huh. uh, on the compilation from Aliens, is uh, remember the scene where Bishop is doing that knife trick at, at yes. before they left for the planet where Bishop puts his hand over Bill Paxton's hand and he does that knife between <laughs> the fingers thing, and he goes super quick. Yeah. And apparently he nicked himself. Uh, at that point, you you didn't even know he was a, a robot, right? Yeah. Because Ripley freaks out where she's the robot's blood is like white, white. Yeah. And so when he starts bleeding white, she stands up and and screams. No one told me there was an android on board because right. if you remember Ian Holm in the first one, he malfunctions and tries to kill her, and yeah. it, it goes badly, very yeah. badly. And I love Lance Henriksen. He's probably with the sweetest role he's ever had. Oh yeah. He usually probably. plays a scumbag yeah. or a cop or something Pumpkin like head. that. 
I'm kidding, yeah, <laughs> yeah, distraught dad who yeah. just brings up the devil. Uh, <laughs> almost played Terminator. Yeah, almost played yeah. Terminator. There, there is uh, pictures I, of him. I at couldn't it. imagine him no. as Terminator. He was great as a cop in the first one. Yeah, that's what they ended up. That's giving right. Him to. I forgot. I about couldn't, that. but I, I, I don't. Maybe I could. I, it's just that we've seen Arnold. Dude, it's I mean, hard to, come on, hard to dude. What more of a Terminator could? It would change Arnold, it. It would change you know? it from yeah. badass to kind of like a more thought-provoking type yeah. of thing. But with uh, Bishop, I love when. When she freaks out, he's like, oh, what model was it? He's yeah. like, oh, those were always a little clunky. He yeah. says, don't worry, that, that cannot happen to me. I cannot hurt a human. Right. And so she's like very standoffish to him through the whole movie until he saves the fucking day uh, later on, basically. And I, that's also one of my favorite scenes is when the facility is coming down. There's so many great scenes we could talk about in Aliens, you know, uh, <clears throat> when they're reading the... Uh, uh, that tracker device is probably one of my favorite elements. Oh, that yeah. Put in there. They're you right on tell. top of us, man. Says, you're reading it wrong. He says, I'm not reading it wrong. Yeah. And then he goes up in the ceiling and you see him all there and then that whole thing. Some of the best music. With my One of my top five favorite scores of all time is James Horner's score for uh, for Aliens. So good. Oh, my God. Oh, I love definitely. It. it just makes goosebumps on my arm immediately, especially when they're going through that tunnel. You know when Vasquez uh, gets shot or gets the ass on her legs, yeah. and then the other guy's got to pull her behind him. And at well, some it's point, her and Bill Paxton, uh, isn't it? No, Bill Paxton had died. He got pulled under the ground. Oh, it was the okay. guy who hit his head earlier in the movie. That's had the right. bandage around yeah. his head. And at some point, they had aliens come from both sides, and they both hold onto that grenade and they blow oh, it up and everything. Yeah. But then Newt being taken and everything. But when Bishop. Uh, well, before that, when Bishop uh, is like flying the ship, remember it gets unstable, and she yeah. thinks she's he he left, so yeah. she's like rip shit. Fuck you, Bishop. Fuck you, Bishop. Yeah. And then he ends up appearing. He says, "Sorry, things were unstable. I yeah. had to like take off a little bit, <laughs> right. and swing yeah. around." Uh, but when she basically finally is all right with him, yeah. back on the uh, at the dock oh, God. and everything, and then you see the alien's tail go through Bishop's chest and split him, him in half. In half. Oh. I remember being a kid, being like and talking to my friends about it. Yeah, like that scene where he split them, and you see his like white intestines yeah. and everything, and the milk is spewing out milky substance like yeah. spewing out of his mouth. And so good. You're you're like, and then he's like holding on to the grate as she opens the airlock, and yeah. he's got to grab Newt before she goes down. Yeah. Oh, it's such an exciting ending man and i'll tell you as you know could being that these are all about uh, you know robots and stuff like that i had to look this up because you know i i know like you said in, in robocop the fourth directive and everything yeah, like yeah. that dude i've always been fascinated at the three laws of robotics yeah you yeah, know yeah. um and it's basically a robot should not harm a human um it has to obey any given uh any instruction given to it by a human and that it can't hurt itself. And so like you were talking about where yeah. he was like, oh, those were clunky and yeah, yeah. I'm incapable of doing yeah, that. Yeah. That just reminded me. And going through all of these, you know, well, I won't say which one it doesn't. But, <laughs> you know, um, you know, like it, it's amazing how those three rules do apply through all of these. Yeah. Um, Without anybody ever saying anything about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. As I mean? a viewer, you kind of got that in your head, too. Right. You, you don't know? expect somebody to just go crazy at some point and take somebody out. Yeah, I mean, okay, now Terminator, all right, you know, but the that's, next, that's machine. The next one. <laughs> yeah, For yeah, sure. you know, but I, I've always thought that was such a cool little yeah. thing, the three laws of robotics. Love robots, you know? man. It's, yeah, it's, dude, it's, it's absolutely. Well, this next one, man, and this is the one at which it kind of threw a monkey wrench in and also a movie that's been, there's so many director's cuts and there's the final cut and there's the director's director's cut. <laughs> There's like five versions of this movie. Is there really? Yeah, and, and it, it kind of, it, everyone's got their favorite version of it. I have my favorite version of it. I remember arguing with Mendoza about his favorite version. He, he liked the original that came out in the movie theater, and this was 1982's Blade Runner. 
never seen it. Oh my god! Dude. I've seen two. Yeah. I loved two. You gotta watch but, one. Yeah, no, and classic. I want to. It's I classic. want to. I just haven't ever taken the time yeah. to go back. Yeah, back I'll, and I'll watch let you it. borrow it sometime because it's 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 one of my. It is on my top five movies of all time. I mean, Big Trouble in China, Jaws. Blade Runner, Escape from New York, and it's always a top off of what the fifth one would yeah. be. But Blade Runner is so good, man. I watched it a lot as a kid. And there's one version that is narr- that has voiceover by Harrison Ford in it through the whole movie. Oh, really? He- he's explaining stuff uh-huh. throughout the whole movie, and this is what's going on, this is what's going on. And he's got a good voice to do voiceover. It's it's not as good as like uh, Morgan, Morgan Freeman, but, yeah. it's, but it's pretty good. It-, it goes with the movie. And before we realized it was another version, it was fine for us. Mm-hmm. But then they came up with a version where it wasn't there. And it made you, as a film uh, viewer... Uh, no, not for me. For Mendoza, he missed it. Uh-huh. I liked it more. Really? I thought it was more of a kind of dream-like movie, and you, it, you had to figure it out yourself, and you, you had kind of interpreted stuff without Harrison Ford telling you about it and everything. I mean, m- granted, it might have been easier for me because I had already heard that version, and I right. knew what he said. Yeah. But uh, So what's going on in this movie is replicants, replicants is what they call their robots, mm-hmm. and uh, they are allowed uh, in society and everything, and at some point, they something goes wrong with them and they decide to uh, to eliminate all of them. Uh, they also put in a fail-safe thing where they only have four-year lifespans. Oh, So there was a group of uh, uh, replicants at like this mining facility that escaped. They found out about the four-year uh, lifespan and obviously they're pissed off. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to find the... Uh, the leader of the uh, damn, I can't remember the head organization. Same organization in uh, in Terminator twenty forty nine too. The Corel, the Terrell. That's oh, okay. it. The Terrell organization, and so they're hell bent on finding Terrell and finding out is there a way for you to expand our life, uh, life and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, during this point, some of these replicants are actually killing people. So they've created this like task force in the police uh, department called Blade Runners, mm-hmm. which their specific job is to hunt down rogue replicants that have not died off uh, and then eliminate them. And uh-huh. they have to do the touring test. There's that great scene, like we were talking about earlier, with Brian James, who's... Uh, who's famous for in the horror show and a lot of it. If you looked up Brian James, Brian with a Y, uh, you'd, you'd recognize his face uh, immediately. He's this big, like, uh, red-headed guy that always plays a villain and a uh, badass in movies. I, I saw him the other day in Armed and Dangerous. He had dark, jet black hair in that movie, too, but you can't mistake him. He's really cool. Really? Uh and there's a, that great scene at the beginning where they're giving him the touring test, and at some point, he, oh yeah, at some point he just stands up and shoots the guy across from him in the head. Oh wow! And he, he realizes, uh, all right, this is a bad replicant and everything. Uh, and so Harrison Ford's like hired on the case, and he has got to show up at the Terrell Corp- Corporation, and that's where he meets Sean Young, who's a robot, and. I don't think at some point she knew she was a robot because they implant memories. And that's the difficult thing with the replicants. They really think it's almost like if we found out we were robots right now, you know, but like, wait, I had a childhood. I had parents and everything. Like, no, those were somebody else's. Yeah. They really dived into that a lot with 2049 in a a great way. I love that Batista scene. Oh, that Batista scene's great, man. So good. You know, a lot of these replicants just want to live their lifespan and everything. And, uh, and I, I just like be a protein the, farmer. That's the, all I want to do. The I the concept of them only having four years. So you've got these Brian James, Rutger Hauer, and Daryl Hannah, 
are like this this ragtag group of replicants that are just trying to hunt down and find the Terrell Corporation, and it's hard to find. They eventually end up going to the guy from uh, Newhart. You know, this my brother Daryl. Yeah, my absolutely. Yeah, he he's one of the guys that does the animatronics. For, he used to do the animatronics for the Terrell Corporation, so they think that he can get in touch with the Terrell for him. Uh. And they don't get to him before they go to Lopan. They go to Chinatown, and they go to uh, they go in a small like refrigerated like shop mm-hmm. where Lopan's in there uh, dressed uh, in all this. Uh, this warm outfits and he's working with eyes. His job is to deal with replicant eyes. Oh wow! And so the second Rudger Hauer comes in, he looks at him. He says, "Ah, oh, you're Nexus Six. I can tell. I I made your eyes. Oh Those wow!" Eyes. And then Rudger Hauer's got that great scene. He says, "If your eyes could only see what my eyes have seen." Oh wow! And yeah. He talks about stuff that he has seen as a replicant that he says you would not believe. And he he basically wants him to tell him. He says, "You're going to tell me how to get Terrell." And he gives him the Newhart guy, and then the Newhart guy uh, gets him to Terrell eventually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they they have it all out. And the, a lot of the main differences that people have a problem with with the the different versions of Blade Runner mm-hmm. is it's kind of left up in the air. At the uh, they kind of put a little kind of nugget in your head to make you think: Is Harrison Ford a replicant? And I was about to ask you yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's up in the air. They don't tell you. And one of the versions they give you a little bit more of a clue that makes it think that he is. Uh-huh. And but one of the, ver- the the original version they did not have that in there. Uh-huh. And, and so people have always argued back and forth: Do you like it up in the air that he's a replicant, or maybe that he isn't? And then they brought him back for the uh, the uh, sequel and yeah. you kind of realize that he's not. Yeah. Uh, and I love the sequel, man. Dude. It's so good, man. I, like I said, I haven't seen the first one, yeah. but I loved yeah, the second one. If you love the second and surprising that you did love it because it did have its slow scenes in it. it, it Blade Runner is a slow movie, but it it had amazing, the scenes that were amazing. Yeah. That scene when he is uh, with that, uh, that badass chick is like kicking his ass in the vehicle at the end in yeah. the water yeah. where it's going under the water and he's drowning and uh, she's gotta pull, he's got to pull him out and then uh everything with uh what's his name from drive uh ryan gosling right uh was super good man like you said Bautista was amazing in it yeah i I could do five more blade runner movies you know one that just popped into my head and it's off subject but i i really like that we don't have to go through it is uh i robot I didn't have. See, I got problems with Will Smith. That's the pro- that's the problem with me with iRobot. I've well, only he's seen on his it. way over here right yeah, now. If you I'm sorry. Talk well, to I like him if he's in front of me. <laughs> yeah. I, I can find movies that you yeah. were a good in enemy of the state. Yeah, absolutely. you know, I mean, yeah. it's not like I d- dislike Will Smith movies and everything, but they have to be like next level movies for but me. But wasn't really enjoy wasn't it. Data the main scientist that made the robot? The, he in was that. that uh, he was the main scientist in uh, Independence Day. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, he had yeah, long yeah, yeah. hair and he was crazy as shit. He, yeah. That was a good role for me. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. But I robot I saw in the movie theater mm. and it was all right. I, I think I had problems with the robots. You know, they just uh, I liked the they, robots. They looked in that. kind of like bland, and I thought they could have been a lot cooler and everything. And I'm pretty sure that was based either on a graphic novel I think or it a was. comic series. Yeah, I yeah. think it was. I'd have to give it another uh, shot though, because I. Uh, yeah, like I, I go through it with that Will Smith kind of like uh, <laughs> veneer on it, you know. Yeah, no, I <laughs> get it. It's like I am Legend, you know. That's I, so eh, funny. Yeah. I, I knew you were about to say that. Like <laughs> the part, the hard part of that is I like the Omega Man, which was the original one better. Uh, uh-huh. But and speaking of sequels, uh, the originals that were better in the sequels sucked. This next one, man. I've uh, only seen the remake of. This you've only one. seen the remake, yeah. so you have some bad vibes. Probably, <laughs> they had some funny scenes. It was alright. I thought it was more it, of a comedy. The than remake is else. only bad if you've seen the original, uh-huh. because the original was so good. And the uh-huh. original was a, it had some comedy, but it was also a horror movie. It, I was gonna say it was more of a scary. 
it had, it had its scenes. At the end, it was. And this is 1975's, whoo, year I was born, uh, <laughs> The Stepford Wives. Now, if you're like Justin, you've only seen the sequel, go back and watch the original because you, you really need to do yourself a favor. And it's a really great, great kind of slightly satirical look w- uh, of what men, what people think men want. Right, yeah. You know, and yeah. uh, th- the second one was a balls-out comedy. I mean, uh-huh. you're going to find it in the comedy section. Yeah. Uh, the original Stepford Wise, you're either going to find it in the sci-fi, the a drama, or... I think it's more sci-fi than horror. The, there's definitely some, some creepy-ass horror elements towards the very, very end of it, but if you're not familiar with the Stepford Wives, it's a, it's a town, and a lot of it reminds me of The Firm. You know, in the firm where where uh, Tom Cruise gets there, and everyone has this secret of what they're actually doing, but they're completely fine with it. Right. That they're they're all mob lawyers, but right, they're not yeah. telling Tom uh, Tom uh, Cruise, Cruise that they're yeah. mob lawyers, and everyone's kind of swallowed that pill and everything. It's the same with the town of Stepford. So, and they really went into what what kind of created it when they get into the town they're like oh you have to join the men's club you know the men's club is where all the guys go and you know they get away from the wives and and uh we're, we're following Catherine ross who's the main woman and she was in um uh, butch cassidy and the sundance kid she was also in uh donnie darko she was really great Catherine ross in this role and she She's meeting all these wives, and it's very strange because it's like the mid-70s, and these women are all dressed like they're in the 50s. and they're Like all, Susie Homemakers. Yeah, they're all know. like subservient to their husbands and everything. And, oh, I'm going to stay home and make cookies, and you guys go and do your guy things. Have cigars and, and drink they, whiskey. They all yeah. look beautiful, and they all wear dresses and hats. And you're like, what the hell is going on here? And not until Catherine Ross meets the character of Bobby, which is another girl who just moves into town, who's this carefree hippie fun chick and they were like holy crap I'm so glad you're here isn't everyone fucking strange here yeah and they're like yeah I, I don't know what the hell is going on here he says we need to start a women's club and everything and then the women are like why would we do that we're <sighs> home taking care of the kids and you're like what is going on in this town yeah and then you have one guy and this is where the movie really got strange Catherine Ross is visiting them and one guy who is the uh, the guy from Spies Like Us who says uh, don't you think you guys would like a Pepsi you know the white haired yeah. guy yeah. he he is sketching Catherine Ross during a party and he's like oh I just want to sketch sketch your uh-huh. I'm a sketch artist and everything and then this other guy comes up to her and says I'm doing this linguistics thing and I'm trying to get um, people to read uh, just entries from the dictionary for me on on recorded tape, so oh, I can wow. so I can rec- uh, figure out uh, how people's dialects and everything change yeah. and everything. I'm doing this big study and everything, yeah. and then you realize one of the head guys in town used to be uh, work for Disneyland. Uh-huh. He worked the animatronics, animatronics in Disneyland. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's all these little nuggets coming on here that something might be off, and you're not, not sure why that guy's sketching or why they're recording her voice and everything. Yeah. And when the movie really um, starts going crazy, one of them malfunctions at a party. Oh, wow. And just keeps repeating herself. And then Two the, the, weeks. Yeah, yeah, something like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. And the, the guys just shuffle her away, and they were like, oh, she's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll take care of her. She's, she was in offer meds, and she had, she's been having, having some a stroke. problems. But when the movie really goes crazy is where Catherine Ross shows up at Bobby's house, who yeah. it's her best friend and everything. And uh, Bette Midler played her in the remake okay, of yeah. that. And she's... Uh, just like she's, the other wives. just like the other wives. Yep. She's been taken over, you know, and... Uh, She's like shaking her. What's wrong with you? And he's like, "What are you talking about?" And she ends up malfunctioning because uh, 
Catherine Ross stabs her in the stomach oh, wow. with a knife uh-huh. and no blood, nothing. Yeah. She just looks down at her and pulls the knife out. And she's like, why, why would, would you, you do, do that? that? Yeah. And, and then she turns around and she, she's getting like uh, sugar for her tea and she keeps doing it over and over again, getting sugar and dumping it on the floor, getting yeah. sugar and dumping it. Why would you do that? Yeah. Over and over again. And Catherine Ross like backing out of the house. She's like, what the fuck is wrong? And yeah. at that movie, it's like, at that point, it's like a cat and mouse. Very, very like Tom Cruise in the firm where he's got to run away and everyone knows that he knows right. and everything. And I won't ruin the ending but the ending is so good where they they want her to go to this mansion uh-huh. that they're like almost funneling her there yeah because they take her kids from her oh, they're wow. like where's my fucking kids i yeah. want my kids and they were like they're safe they're they're at this house over here yeah, they're everything. at the men's club they're at the men's club that's yeah. exactly what it is and uh-huh. she goes to the men's club and oh my god the ending is so it's it's the movie at this point had never been kind of creepy until this one final shot of the movie and it really kind of puts a pit in your stomach and you're like oh my god this is creepy man <laughs> so and 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 i don't want to because i don't remember the ending yeah. and i don't want to necessarily give it away either for the old one or for the remake but i don't remember do they kill the wives to replace them or do they kind of keep them uh, hostage no they or? kill them they do yeah, they okay kill them. Right. i couldn't remember yeah. yeah they completely replace them and up. everything it's fucked up and like i said it's, it's like this weird social satire of but but I, I'm sure it didn't make it came out the right time in the 70s too you know women liberation and everything yeah and it did not make guys look good and <laughs> guys wanted because all the all these robots had like big tits and yeah. they did what you wanted yeah they, uh, this is what guys want you yeah. know and it's uh, they don't yeah. want independent thinkers you know and it's it's very it's it's scary it's yeah. very scary all right our last one we're gonna we're gonna drop this off with something fun man it's a great one dude. also another sequel which I always enjoy the second one more than the first one yeah I, I like the first one a lot but I the second one for me was always the bee's knees maybe because I watched it on HBO more than the first one I think this one was more fun oh, but absolutely. I think I liked absolutely. the original yeah. better so this is 1988's short circuit two Johnny five Johnny five is alive, is alive. Yep. I, I like the first one I like the Gutenberg in yeah it, and you got uh, Ali Sheedy was yeah. really good but man Michael McKeon and Fisher Stevens yeah. rocked this movie yeah. and Fisher Stevens was in the original but it, it was a very kind of like hollow role for him he was just one of the guys that kind of uh, was one of the engineers for Johnny yeah I, for Johnny I don't five. think that I even realized that he was doing like a Middle Eastern oh yeah I did because I've seen him in a lot well uh, until I saw yeah. Hackers yeah, and hackers. I was like wait a minute yeah, yeah. What the yeah. fuck? My childhood was a lie. See, I like, watched him in um, uh, My Science Project is a uh-huh. very obscure Dennis Hopper fun sci-fi movie uh, that you should check out sometime. And he was like the 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 wisecracking Italian uh, guy yeah. that uh, was uh, was just a wild man. And I liked was, him in Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, he was yeah, great. He was oh, good. I loved him. Yeah. With the guy from uh, Ferris Bueller. Yeah. <laughs> what country the, do you think ballet, this is? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Fisher Stevens was also in, there was a, uh, there was a blatant Friday the 13th ripoff in uh-huh. like the early 80s called The Burning where, where a bunch of uh, kids at the uh, summer camp burned uh, burned this uh, janitor and the janitor came back to kill kids and everything and it was Fisher Stevens Jason Alexander and Holly Hunter's first movie and they were all in it together and he must have been like 16 years old in the movie so that was the first time I had seen him now I didn't realize it was the same guy for a long time, like because no. in this movie, like you said, he he had like the perfect Middle Eastern accent. He uh, had a full beard, so it was very hard to recognize. I mean, I'm not sure if you could get away with that anymore. You no, would, I you don't would think just you, could. you would just hire a Middle Eastern guy to play him, you know, and it, it would be it, the role would be just as good. But he was really funny in it. And he, uh, I've seen him in some stuff since then. He ended up, I think, he either dated or married Michelle Pfeiffer for I like think, the longest time. I think they were together, yeah. and yeah, I think so. I mean, 
don't know what he's doing now. I, I think I saw him, and I think he ended up being on the show Dexter or something like that. I had seen him later in life, but uh, he was great in this. And Michael McKean uh, from Spinal Tap, yeah, he's from so uh, great, Lenny and dude. Squiggy, from Laverne and Shirley. I mean, he's been on everything, man. And he was so funny in this movie. So if you're not aware, there was this government, uh, there was a government thing, and uh, they had this fleet of robots, and one of them got hit by lightning and, and ended up becoming alive. You yeah. know, and he, he would think for himself it was like a real person. Which is odd because there's a lot of people that go with the theory of evolution and stuff like that and yeah. think that everything started because a bolt of lightning yeah, hit yeah, a puddle yeah. of water and so, created life, you yeah, know? So maybe. Who knows? <laughs> it certainly created Johnny. Yeah. So, so the movie starts out with just him, uh, Fisher Stevens, on the street making miniature Johnny Five robots and he's selling them on the streets and everything and he's next to this kind of like sleazy con man selling fake Rolexes who is Michael McKeon yeah. and then uh, this woman who's like a toy uh, she buys like bulk toys comes down I love your toys do yeah. you make a, a thousand of them and he says yes I can make a thousand it'll take like 20 years Yeah. and Michael McKeon's like ah but he, he like butts in he, he's like uh, he's like I can help you with this just go along with me Yeah. he's like yeah we can we can get you this many robots by in a month's time and we will charge $50 each and Fisher Stevens like I only charge 20 he's like nah 20 for the prototype yeah. like, 50 each man <laughs> and then he, he kind of just weasels his way into Fisher Stevens' life to be his kind of like business guy Yeah. and he's like can you make this many he's like I don't think I can he says but I can call my friends yeah. who, who he's alluding to uh, uh, Gutenberg and, and Ali Sheedy, Ali Sheedy yeah. who, who I guess never they, make an appearance. Who never make in a movie. Yeah. There's a, um, uh, I think she reads a letter that he mm. gets. When Johnny Five shows up, he shows up with a letter. And I think they got Ali Sheedy to read the letter. Oh, could and, be. And saying, uh, uh, we can't come out there, but we sent Johnny Five and he'll help you make all the robots you need to be making. Yeah. And they see him assemble one of them in like five a, seconds. Five seconds or yeah. something like that. And he was like, oh, we're going to be rich. This yeah. is great. But little do they know that. There's a group of criminals that are trying to break into the bank to steal the jewelry, the Vanderbilt uh, yeah. jewelry collection yeah. or something like that. And the way they're going to do it is it's just like through their warehouse. And through right? the warehouse where yeah. Johnny Five is making the robots. So yeah. they need to get Johnny Five out of the, the – their initial concern is just getting him out of the uh, out of the factory so they can dig underground, yeah. get into the bank vault, steal all the jewels. Yeah. Until they realize what's in there that this robot could actually help them right. do it. That's that's right, I it's forgot really cool. about that. And he's digging the tunnel he's for digging him and stuff. He, yeah, that old guy's got him convinced that he's, he's gonna build a vault so he can be safe and everything. And yeah, I'm trying to remember the song he's singing. Uh, like it, Johnny's in the uh, kitchen I mean, with was it, were, was Johnny's that, in the kitchen with Walter or something, yeah, like, something right, like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, uh, and he he's really funny. I mean, that's where the comedy really came out. Like yeah. where the where the guys tried to like scare him out of the warehouse at the beginning. He throws him out, and remember he opens the door. And he says, "To the moon!" Alex. Yeah. <laughs> and just all these one-liners because he's he's constantly wanting input. Remember where yeah. Michael McKeon's showing him around town, and he finds a bookstore, yeah. and he just goes to the bookstore. And he's flipping through. He's like input, input, input. He's trying to get as much as he can. And then at some point, Michael. McKean tries to sell him. He's That's like, you're right. trying to sell me? Yeah. Uh, my favorite scene of this whole movie, and it's probably the scene that makes it for me so much, is they eventually kidnap Michael McKeon and uh, Fisher Stevens and lock him in the uh, freezer of this Chinese restaurant. That's right. Help oh, me, my, Donna. Oh, my yeah. God. That was such a great scene, man. It's I, Every time I watch it, I'm just looking forward to that yeah. scene. So once they get there, they realize they're trapped in the freezer like Mr. Furley and Jack Tripper style. Yeah. Where they can't get out of the freezer, and they need somebody to help them. 
when they find out that there's a port inside the room that leads to a phone line, yeah, and they have like this weird calculator that he learns, he ends up connecting to it, and he calls his girlfriend, and the girlfriend's like playing the guitar and not listening, so she her machine is recording them. Right, they can't speak to her, but they <coughs> they they. They play they, t- the notes. they talk about this idea that she's teaching Benjamin uh, Fisher Stevens' character about old 50s songs yeah. and everything. And her name happens to be clever enough. They probably changed Is it. Rhonda? It. Rhonda. Yeah, Rhonda. They, they must Donna, have changed yeah. it halfway through the script. Yeah. They were like, let's do Help Me Rhonda. Oh, my gosh. So when she plays the message of them being trapped in there, all she hears is Help Me Rhonda being yeah. played over and over again. And then it eventually goes into uh, another song. They say which the is neon lights on are bright. Yep. On Broadway. So she realized that this is a code and that he's missing and she has to find him. So she gets in a cab. In a cab, And yeah, the cab driver's like, really cool, too. Yeah. He knows all these songs, too. Yeah. And he's like, Broadway. He's like, yeah, well, let's turn up to Broadway. And then they end up, the next song is uh, The Dock of the Bay. Yes. And they're, they're like, oh, we got to head to the docks. And then the final, I love it, the final one, because they're actually being, uh, they're in the freezer in the Chinese restaurant, and the Chinese restaurant is calling Duwa's Chinese restaurant. That's right. And remember, the final song is Duwa Diddy. Yes. And they're they're like, oh, it's Duwa Diddy, to and they're like, it out. What, what the hell's a Duwa Diddy? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then they look up and they see the sign that says Duwa's Chinese restaurant. And then <sighs> by the, I love when they when they get there. Michael McKean and Fisher Stevens are completely Fro- covered with yeah, frost, yeah. and they're opening Chinese. They're opening like fortune cookies. Uh, fortune cookies. Yeah. And Michael, I love Michael McKean's. He's like, "This is still my favorite." Opportunity is knocking on the door. You just have to open it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you hear somebody at the door, and he's like, "Arm yourself!" And he grabs this like a leg of lamb. And yeah. Goes, and she's standing right there, and he's like, "What's going on, guys?" And then they they bust out. But then yeah. it goes into that whole great scene where Johnny Five kind Gets of his uh, citizenship. He gets his citizenship. Remember, they like they beat the hell out of him. Uh, and, oh, that's and then right. Michael McKean, his power almost uh, goes. And Michael McKean has to put him back together. They find like a Radio Shack. Yeah. And he has to put him back together. Remember, he starts talking backwards. Yeah. I almost bucked the kick it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he ends up going crazy. He ends up putting like a Rambo, Rambo kind, yeah. of, kind of thing on. And they're playing uh, We Need a Hero. Uh, they, yeah, we absolutely. A hero. I need a hero. And he's going down yeah. the docks. And he, he ends up grabbing the crane and grabbing the old guy yep. and swinging. It was, it was just a lot it of fun, It was a man. lot of Fun, I, I think the first one had probably a lot more substance to it. Yeah, but this yeah. one was a lot more goofy and a lot yeah, more well, fun. Yeah, I mean, this one was almost like Home Alone type. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like just comedy wise. Oh yeah, they, they had the the bumbling uh, kind of robbers and everything. Yeah, but, uh, I think Michael McKee and, and the Fisher Stevens relationship together really made it for me. So yeah. it's, it's one of those movies I always loved having on in the background. So really fun. Absolutely. Surprised they never made a third one. I, I, I mean, everyone knows that robot, right? Yeah. yeah. I know. I mean, they see it. And then again, I get a lot of people who think that uh, that original NES robot, do you remember that robot that oh, they Oh, yeah. Released? I do they remember think him. that's Johnny Five. It looks just like him. It that's really does right. look it like does, him. It does, too. My cousin has one of the original ones. And Wasn't it like Robbie the Robot or Robbie something? Robbie the Robot. Like that? And yeah. they released it with. Uh, Gyromite. And I have the game Gyromite. I loved it. Interesting. And you would you would put him in the second port and he would do things with his arms and uh, he would lower things so your your character on the first player game could get past it. Yeah. And he would raise it and everything. And if you don't have the robot, you could still play it, but you need a second player to lower those things for you. So right. I played it with my girl before and I said, You're basically the robot. Since <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing things that a robot would do. That's awesome. <laughs> and uh, I don't know anyone that has a working one. It would, oh. be, it would be crazy to have a working one. Most of the people have it, but they have it on display. And that's like it's pretty cool and all. Oddly that. enough, childhood robotic toys. I miss uh, Teddy Ruxpin. Teddy Ruxpin. You remember him? Yeah. Do you remember when you could connect him to Grubby? No. Grubby was a worm. His friend was like that's this right. Worm. Yeah. If, if you connected him with this like 
this, uh, I mean, it, it's basically an, an ancient USB port right, right yeah. now, and you connect them together, they would sit there and have conversations with each other. That's and it crazy. Was I freaky, forgot man. about You put that. actually like cassette tapes in, in the his back. In his back, yeah. Yeah, it was no, very I, interesting. Dude, I used to have plenty of stories told to me yeah. by potato I never had. I never owned one. I, I always I, thought dude, they were a little creepy. Funny but, thing was, and now, you know, looking back, I wish I would not have done this. Like, probably 15 years ago or so, I found my old Teddy oh, really? Ruxpin. Just got rid of them. Yeah. I, and I now I'm like... they're worth. They might be worth something. I mean, it's, either it's way, a, I just, it's nostalgic now I just wish I had them, you know? Yeah, like, it's totally nostalgic. Yeah. <laughs> Robots. <laughs> Robots. So fun, man. And we'll, we'll look back at this in 20 years. Remember when we were wondering what was going to be the future for robots? Yeah, and our, because... our AI selves will be listening yeah. to this for like, input. Oh, you silly bastards. Yeah. <laughs> we'll download this episode into our consciousness yeah. and like, oh, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to it in two seconds. Yeah, I, I'm fascinated, man. I'm fascinated with the future. I'm fascinated with technology in the future. That's why I'm such an Elon Musk kind of uh, uh, he's fan, awesome, man. Bro. It's, it's he's doing stuff next level for people. He's either gonna just he's either gonna be Matt Miles Dyson, yeah. or he's gonna be somebody that's gonna change the world for the good. You just yeah. don't know what it is yet. I'm he might not to... know it. He he. The, that was the thing with Miles. He thought he was doing stuff for the better. I'm trying to remember, um, I think it might be the Fermi paradox. Have you ever heard of that? No. I, I could be mistaken on which one it is, but there's a theory that um, basically, you know, and going into AI and all yeah. that stuff, um, basically the reason that we've so-called, although we're finding out now we are getting some visitors coming to the planet, you yeah. know, um, but the reason that we never hear from any other advanced civilizations mm -hmm. is because they advance to the point where they're able to, like, harness, like, the power of a star or the power yeah, yeah. of the sun and they don't know how to control it, yeah. and they blow themselves up. <laughs> and so, like, we're either, I mean, it's, it's a possibility down the road. Yeah. I mean, you know. Oh it's, oh. No, that, that, it does not kind of, uh, I have no doubt that we might be our own demise yeah. <laughs> eventually by something we create. We're, we're creatists, you know. We create things, but not always the best things for the best thing, you know. Yeah. People, a lot of people are addicted to their phones, and I fall into that, man. Oh, me I, too. I could sit on the couch and just go through every app, and when I'm done, you basically can go back to the beginning. Yeah. And because everything's new Everything's now. changed. And by the time yep. you've gone on to it, and yep. I fall into that loop, man, and I have to physically put that shit down. Yeah, no, I will literally are, be watching a movie and just, like, reach over and grab my phone yeah. and then just just start looking at my phone for like 20 minutes and be like, oh, now I got to fucking rewind oh, yeah. this movie. I don't know. Like, I, I just will pause it. I'll pause. Yeah. If I'm watching a movie by myself, I'll pause it 20 times. Yeah. Because I just need to kind just of like. check my phone. Check my phone. Yeah. I'm always on eBay and doing stuff. So, yeah. and, and when I watch movies, I am always on IMDb. I mean, that's how I ended up learning a lot of stuff. And I was like, I know that actor. And then I fall down that rabbit hole. And, right. Oh, he was in that movie. And when's that movie come out? And can I get that on DVD yeah. right now? I don't own that. Do I own that? No. Yeah. It's my whole fucking life, man. <laughs> I need structure. We just God need damn to get it. back to pen and paper. Man. I know. I need, I need structure. <laughs> so yeah, that's some uh, some robots, man. That's fun, man. Yeah. We could, we could easily do another one of these because this is so prevalent in movies. Uh, we could have easily talked Silent Running and a lot of these uh, the gr great robot movies, man, that we left off here. But next week, next week we're talking some character actresses uh, with me and Dave, and then uh, me and Justin. Our next one is going to be ensemble films, man. Yeah, those I'm looking forward. To yeah, that it's going to be great. We could pick some uh, really good ones here and some movies that we haven't talked about a lot in depth. Then if you're not familiar ensemble movies anyone where you've just got like 10 huge actors yeah, in man absolutely just, just packed packed full with movies and the, even the independent spirit award now are giving like awards for best ensemble oh really i'm pretty sure last year um uh parasite got it but easily knives out could have got it knives oh, out is a great yeah. example I, the second i told you we were doing it you were like noises off on it yeah. <laughs> it's true because noises off is just like packed with don't like famous the sardines. people man you know <laughs> sardines sardines yeah. uh 
yeah, uh, Expendables. You know, there's just so many great movies, and uh, uh, they're always fun when you can kind of pack them with that. Uh, because there's no one leading actor, you know? That's yeah. what I love about those yeah. movies, man. You're just all coming together for the... Uh, that's why I love Wes Anderson movies. Mm-hmm. Who did Life Aquatic and the Royal Tannenbaums and everything and that uh, that really good motel one uh, of what was it the something Budapest the Grand Budapest, oh, yeah, Grand motel, Budapest yeah. where it's just like Tilda Swinton and Ray Fiennes and Bill Murray and uh, Francis McDormand and what was the uh, who's the director that did Snatch and all those oh yeah uh, that could have easily been on we could easily put Snatch yeah. or maybe not Lockstock because none of those guys were famous yet but Snatch had tons of famous yeah. people like yeah, Guy Ritchie great. Guy yeah. Ritchie yeah. Yeah. I knew his guy but I think I was gonna say Guy Pierce but he's the actor no he's right? the actor yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, great. Or the uh, gentleman. Have you seen the gentleman? Yet? I dude. I when I go to Redbox, I see it and like I own pers- it, so I'll let you borrow it. I, I just I literally. It's good. It's not as good as the other ones though. I, I and I'm glad to hear you say that because <laughs> I I'm sure that it's good. Yeah. But I look at the at the thing to rent it and I'm like. I'm just not in the mood to yeah. necessarily go down that particular road yeah. right now. You like, know, uh, like uh, Colin, Colin Farrell was really great in it. Uh, Hugh Grant was weird in it. It was kind of a weird movie. Uh, not all the actors were great. I liked Rock and Roller better. In my opinion, if you're gonna uh, watch uh, Guy, nah, I just want to call him Guy. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to watch Richie. Guy Ritchie movies? Lockstock, Snatch, and Rock and Roller mm-hmm. are like the three best. That's right. the trifecta of Guy Pierce. Then he does. Actually, I do like uh, Man from Uncle a lot too. Did you ever get to see that? Really I good. I can't remember if I did or yeah. not. That's uh, Henry Cavill and uh, Army Hammer and uh, our girl from Ex Machina. Uh, really good. Very uh, uh, Hugh Grant's also in that movie. But he's I really think good I guy. have, but I don't yeah. want to ask you a question because I think the question I'm going <laughs> to ask like ruins the entire <laughs> yeah. movie. It was so. during the Cold War and everything, so it was uh, it was it's a lot of spy stuff. Oh really no, good. I'm thinking of the one, the Mission Impossible with Henry Cavill in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was yeah. good. One. Oh, Follow dude, up, that's man. That's a great one. <clears throat> They're doing those two. They're gonna be coming out soon. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm so. Like we had said earlier, I, I can't, at this point, I still can't go to the movies, man. I can't no, do it. I, can't I don't want to do, do it, it man. I don't want to do it. Uh, I, I'll wait until next year. Yep. I, and it's it sucks not being able to see Tenet. Tenet's the one I want to see the most. Bond movies coming out in November. Oh, wow. The idea that I can't see a Bond movie, and in I've the seen theater, every yeah. Bond movie since probably Goldeneye when Pierce Brosnan was him yeah. in the theater. I just won't. I w- I'll wait. Yeah. Like, Tenet's probably only a month away from coming out on digital anyway. Actually, I've heard the, the reviews about it aren't that great. That's weird, though. I mean, it, you can't really go by that because it's such a weird kind of subject matter yeah. and everything. And it's it's a lot of people are just not, not going to be into that. Yeah. So I'll have to... I, I like every other Christopher Nolan movie, and that's what i got to go by. Yeah. That, that I, I think it'll be good. Um, but I still haven't seen, like, Face the uh, Music yet, uh, the Bill and Ted movie. And no, everything. And, it, and so far now, might as well wait till it's rentable. Yeah, no, everything. I just, I can't pay 20, 20 bucks for it. man. It you know? just seems, it's pricey, man. Shit, I just don't have the 20 bucks to pay for it right I understand if you if you have a whole house full of people and everything, it's Absolutely. a little different. But who yeah. has a whole house full of people now? Yeah. You know, I would, it would have been awesome. You and Dave and, uh, and Marie and everyone come over to watch that type of thing. Then sure. it's worth it. Then yeah. it's worth the $20 uh, fee. But when you can go to Redbox and rent something for two bucks, yep. or like you said, own it for yeah. Hey, you should give a shout out to the movie you recommended to me uh, last oh, night. Yeah. It was good. It's I, on I, HBO too. Yeah. Um, I watched uh, Ready or Not, and I remember seeing the preview for it and thinking like, I remember seeing the yeah, preview too. I don't know if this is going to be very good. Yeah. And I, I have to say, like, it wasn't the most incredible movie. It was but enjoyable. I, was, I enjoyed it. Yeah. There was some some good dark humor yeah, yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and I, you know, I like I said when it was done. 
I had a smile on my yeah. face. And I, I would was own it. Like that I would was own a it. fun journey. I had you know? issues. For four bucks. I mean, I had script issues with it and everything, but I think on second viewing, I would have less of it because you're you're really. It took you a while to realize that you're watching something that's supposed to be funny. Yeah. Uh, and that was the kind of with the hunt, which I like the hunt better. Yeah, dude, I thought the, the hunt, hunt was, was good, hunt was dude. really good. Yeah. I, I thought that was fabulous, and that was one of the ones like we were talking with Redbox, rented for two, own it for four. Yeah. And I knew I, I never, would like it. I, I never returned my Redboxes <laughs> the next day. Well. So literally, and that's what it was. It was like rent for a dollar ninety nine, own for three ninety nine, and I was like, well, I already know I'm going to keep this for two days. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to buy it. Yeah. You know, they it's really make save it hard me not money to, to buy it. Yeah. You know, they like, make it hard not to do that deal. Yeah. So which whatever, I'll buy yeah. movies for. Hey, and, I buy. I still buy DVDs from the five dollar bin at Walmart. So oh, yeah. that's fine. Oh you know? man, I I have a search on eBay for uh, disc only movies, and I will buy them all week long. Man. Yeah. And I, I find some really good finds in that uh, in in those things. I just bought. Uh, Damn, what was the one I just bought? Oh, the one I was telling you about, I that Surf Ninjas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's so uh, awesome. I was, like, I was like, when's the last time you see Surf Ninjas just pop up on fucking uh, on, on eBay like that? I've never seen it. Uh, and I've never seen the movie before. But really? I know everyone in it. And uh-huh. I, I may have seen scenes, and I know Leslie Nielsen's in it, and Rob Schneider not looking like Rob Schneider right. in it. And uh, your Ernie Reyes, Ernie Reyes uh, Jr., is man. in it. And- I'll watch any movie he's in ever. Damn, I swear I just saw him in a movie, too, and I wanted to remind, uh, remember if, to tell you that he was in it. I can't remember. Hmm. I'll have to think about it. Uh, but, yeah, that's what we got coming up in the next couple of weeks, and we got an epic, really epic Halloween episode coming up, and it's going to be really great. We're going to play some more games, and we're going to do some horror uh, kind of themed movies that we're going to talk about, and it's going to really be great, and we'll be all back together for that. But if you want to get a hold of us before then, you can check us out at Fascinated with Films under uh, Facebook. You can see our pictures for the week. You can also shoot us a message, fascinatedwithfilms at gmail.com, or you can leave us a like and our comment on SoundCloud or iTunes, our two platforms, and we would appreciate it. So, until next week, when we get bring you some character actresses. See ya! Powering down. I'll be back. Powering down.